I, I don't know, man. Like, the only thing I I really don't like about it is, like, you know, clicking the link and and coming to where our show's at. And we can't even, like, it's not where I listen to any of my podcasts at. So, I don't know. I'm kind of over it by now. You mean going on Facebook and finding our uh, page every week? Yeah, yeah. It just pops up the little window or whatever, and you got to listen to it from there. Well, the actually, all messed up. Actually, thanks to our host, Anchor FM, uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, PocketCast, Good Pods, Radio Public. We'll soon be on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and of course, you can find us on Spotify. You both didn't already know that? Jeez, you're idiots. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to High Spots and Kickouts. I'm Rich, I'm sitting here with Brent. What's up? And uh, just to let you know, that little motherfucker Clint likes to think he buried me in the desert. Guess where he is. <laughs> Hopefully you paid those guys more than we paid him, or paid them last time for you. I mean, I was back next week, like, let's see what happens to him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, <clears throat> so I am curious about one thing. Okay. Uh, the real forbidden door got opened. Oh, during John's week. during John Cena's twenty year celebration. No, I'm talking about the UFC McMahon sitting across the street across the uh octagon from TK. That was last night, man. Oh. Did like, I say last week? Yeah. Like oh. like last like, night was part of last week. Uh, Everything up from show to show. That's the week before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You, you mean when Tony Khan made fun of Vince for trying to run against Dana White to UFC, whatever? And I mean, I'm pretty sure Money in the Bank did fine. They had a packed arena in Las Vegas. I wonder who's better friends, like Dana White and TK or Dana White and Vince McMahon. I don't know who's got who's got the bigger pocketbook. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now he's got his daddy's pocketbook, so well, it'll be his someday if he makes it. <laughs> Who would you rather sit with? You want to sit with Jr. or do you want to sit with Steph, Hunter, and Pat? Ooh. That's a tough call. Because I have a feeling JR would be real entertaining, but so would Pat McAfee. I, it depends. Like, what, like <sighs> Plus, Pat was selling selling the shit out of uh, the end of Money the end in the Bank. Days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, man, it depends on how I felt that day. If I wanted to feel like learning something and sitting under a learning tree, I'd sit next to JR. If pure entertainment value, I'm sitting next to Pat McAfee. And actually, I could do both on that side because, I, man... Vince McMahon. Just be in the presence of Vince McMahon. I'd fucking... I'm going to have to pick JR because I want to see if I can drink with him. <laughs> be like, I mean, JR drinks like all day. I want to see if I can hang. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see if I can hang. Uh, which, but you did notice that they're... Uh, stupid gnat. Uh, they're they're, <laughs> they're kind of moving JR around now. And uh, like at Blood and Guts, he only came out and called the Blood and Guts match. Oh, really? And they're, they're talking about Taz moving to Dynamite and replacing JR and JR going to Rampage and doing that show. Uh, yeah. And then JR is only going to do like main profile events. 
So like pay per views or he's getting the Brock Lesnar schedule of the announcers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'd take it. Yeah, I would too. I, I mean, I kind of thought AEW was a part time schedule anyway. But I mean, at uh, at Forbidden Door, you had uh, you had Excalibur, Taz, and Kevin Kelly for most of the show. Then during the Sting match, Tony Schiavone came out, and well, I mean, he only did it because it's Sting. It's Sting! And then uh, JR came out and did, like, the actual title matches. Other than that... I mean, he's getting old. I I think Tony Khan needs to hire Kevin Kelly. Get rid of Excalibur. Oh, I would take... uh, That's that's so fucking sad that you made me think about that. Like, I would take Kevin Kelly and... Man, almost sounded bad coming out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I choked on it a little bit. They also had uh, they had the dude from ROH. He came out and what are you staring at? I don't know. Jack Daniel Southern Peach. Oh, I don't know. Like you're staring behind me. Like there's something <laughs> back behind me. <laughs> no, I'm just my knees hurting again. So I'd, I'd do that. I was looking at Jack Daniel Southern Peach, just glistening in the sun. Looks all sweaty. That's because okay. it's hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> we are uh, live from the HQ this week. The HQ's oven. <laughs> it could be a lot worse, I'm pretty sure. Well, I mean, Clint Clint's is stuck in a trunk in the desert, so he's oh yeah, it's, it's probably not, worse. It's probably worse there. there. <laughs> Sp- speaking of uh, Clint, we don't have him this week. So. Hey, Clint, is there anything in the rumor? Oh yeah, fuck. Right. <laughs> I guess I'll do the rumor roll up this week, huh? The rumor roll up. I guess we'll uh, start with uh, something from Uncle Dave. Apparently, he's uh, commenting on the rape allegation, and neither WWE nor Jerry McDivitt had commented yet, and he's speculating that because the media hasn't picked up the story. So as of right now, it's not going to be harmful to Vince McMahon. Dave, why the fuck is no news news? Like, shit ain't happened yet. Sit down in your fucking basement. Chill the fuck out. Like, wait until the news happens. You don't need to... Dude, if you've seen the way his office looks, I don't think he can get in his basement. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him sitting on top of a stack of papers. <laughs> uh, let's, uh, I bet there's at least a cat under there somewhere. Maybe a couple cats. <laughs> uh, John's, John Cena's re- or return uh, excited the WWE locker room, according to wrestler votes. Uh, seen as viewed as the ultimate leader with his positive presence felt throughout the company when he's around. I mean, have we got that far in our lives? Have I grown up that much? That... Well, I mean, they had all the people stand in the hallway when Cena walked into the building. And yeah, I'm sure he shook hu- every one of their fucking hands, too. And, and hugs and fist bumps. And <laughs> he ignored some of them. And Oh, who'd he ignore? I don't remember. That was like six days ago. I've slept since then. A couple times. Yeah. Uh, John Moxley was busted open the hard way at Forbidden Door uh, per Brian Alvarez, uh, probably because he and Tanahashi uh, collided heads. I don't know how that's a rumor that happened on fucking TV. <laughs> well, at least he didn't get a concussion. Uh, Mox mentioned in the <coughs> post-show interview that uh, he may have gotten a concussion in the uh, main event. But uh, he said he feels fine. Of course he'd say that. 
he says in his book all the time, he's like, shit, I don't remember. I was concussed, but you know what? I mean, I, I continued. <laughs> uh, Kurt Angle told NBC Sports Boston that one of uh, the AEW offers that he turned down was for 10 matches. He turned it down because he knows he can't be the old Kurt Angle anymore. He was... Uh, he should should have done that after TNA, man. Like, I, I lost a lot of respect for Kurt Angle when he looked like the Make-A-Wish kid in S.H.I.E.L.D. I forgot he was in the S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> it it kind of, I mean, it was forgettable. Except for fucking him just shits and giggly fucking happy to be there. Like, come on, man, you're Kurt Angle. Act like you've done this before. I don't know how Clint does this because um, I lost my spot. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why you just hear him start rattling shit off. Yeah, normally I'm the one that helps you make fun of whatever the fuck we're reading. Uh, <laughs> you're just on the receiving side. and I lost my spot. I did lose my spot. <laughs> you got to give me a second. I got to find it again. Dick was me. Then I lost my spot. I don't like it. Uh, hey, I found it. Give me a second. I think I've said that like 12 times now. Oh, I want 12 seconds. What's 12 seconds? Well, I mean, it's closer to 30 seconds, probably. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Uh, PW Insider s- says the belief is Kevin Owens is injured and that he missed for all this week. Uh, the good news is it's apparently not serious. I'd... Do these people just get paid to sit around and be like, hey, this guy twisted his ankle and we're going to write about it and uh, we're going to call it a rumor? I got, I got respect from Mike Johnson, though. They. Like, he won't publish a story until he's verified it with three sources. Like a journalist should. It's either some about Sasha Banks and Naomi still being listed on the active roster, and neither has been released at this time. Okay, that's... That's been, been over the last five episodes. Yeah, I know. Who cares? Uh, Brian Alvarez said he hasn't heard much on the changes to NXT since Triple H came back and said he's back. Uh, Tony Khan claims that Forbidden Doors event garnered over $5 million on pay-per-view. $5 million? Yeah. That's, that's, that's not good. I don't know. I paid 50 bucks for it. Wait, uh, maybe I haven't thought of the WWE numbers and all. So first, I, that's not good, right? Like, didn't they used to get like fucking $80 million per fucking show and shit? $120 million? Oh my gosh, why do I got to be the Google machine now? Because I'm going to lose my spot if I don't. <laughs> and then uh, Fightful Select says Impact Wrestling has plans to return in Philadelphia in late September. That's not even fucking rumors, who cares? Um. Nope, nope, nope. We need Clint back. You should go find the people you had put him in the trunk. <laughs> Just call him. Be like, Clint, <laughs> just read your rumor roll up. Uh, more crap about Sasha Banks. Oh, according to this, though, uh, the guy who originally busted open the story uh, stated that it was finalized on June 10th. And was handled by Erica Schreiber, Vice President of Business and Legal Affairs, and not by Johnny Ace, who normally handles it. Do you what now? Uh, the whole Sasha Banks being released stuff. 
Uh, apparently, the deal, the rumors are the deal was finalized on June 10th, and it was handled by Erica Schreiber, the vice president of business and legal affairs for talent relations, not by Johnny Ace, who normally well, handles yeah, it. Johnny Ace is a little busy. Hey, Vince, you don't think I'm going to go to jail, do you? <laughs> don't talk to Sasha, pal. Well, this was before all that came out. She's a little mad. <laughs> well, I'm sure they were prepping. Well, that's what happens when you make them the tag team champions and then <laughs> want them to go for the world titles. I mean, I'm going to get mad, too, if you want me to go try to win the actual belt that I should be fighting for. <laughs> oh, damn. Got a great idea, Sasha. We'll make a women's championship, even though you got only got six wrestlers. <laughs> make you a tag team. You'll be the best tag team. Uh, according to Fightful Select, Tony Khan gave permission for AEW wrestlers to appear on John Cena's. Yeah, Tony Khan said something about it at a uh, media. What is he called? A media scrum. Yeah. Afterwards, uh, he was he was just saying that he appreciates being able to be a good person and made a lot of sense, and that Mark Henry also had one, and it did not air though. Mark Henry had a what? A little vignette. Oh. For all, they recorded one for yeah. Uh, what's Jericho, uh, Big Show, Big Show and, and uh, Ryan and Brian? Yeah, Brian Danielson. Yeah, he was Daniel Bryan that night. Oh, I know. He was <laughs> the Big Show. Was the Big Show that night? That's weird. <laughs> I mean, I get it, continuity and all, but uh, we'll talk about this later. It has to do with Logan Paul. Uh, uh, they believe, okay, blood and guts, Santana suffered a knee injury. And according to initial reports, uh, the word is he has multiple tears of the ACL and MCL. Is he the bald one? No. Oh. No, not the one that we saw get a haircut. The other one. Uh, let's see. Dave Meltzer said WWE is considering calling up main or calling or is considering call-ups for the main roster for NXT wrestlers, uh, Sangha and Zion Quinn. Uh, WWE believes that Zion Quinn could be the total package. You have no clue who those I guys are. I have no are. idea who Zion Quinn is. Who was the other one? Sangha. No. <laughs> uh, he was the other dude that was with Veer when they showed up with little Malcolm Bivens for that like two-week time period. Yeah. I think he's the total package. No, the other one's Zion Quinn. He's a uh, former uh, rugby player. Yeah, you like him though, right? Not really. Oh. I mean, he's he could be impressive. He's kind of like Theory. <laughs> Wait on it. <laughs> yeah. Like he has that face that you just want punch in the face. <sighs> so he's one of Vince's guys. Uh. That's not important. Uh, according to Dave Meltzer, he said uh, AEW's plan is to use Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks as catalyst for the new trios titles whenever Kenny Omega comes back. So from they're going to put the fucking belts on all three of them? Yeah. That's I, You know what? Honestly, that's kind of where they belong. I'm perfectly fine with that. And then, uh, let's see. A wrestling observer newsletter indicated that John Cena's next match in WWE, which at one point was rumored to be against Theory later this month at SummerSlam, may be delayed until WrestleMania 39. 
which, I mean, you just had theory win the money in the bank contract, so yeah, why you can't you can't, you can't have him show up and you can't have Cena show up and lose or beat Theory. So you think Theory will win? Why else would you have Cena show up? Cena doesn't have to prove anything. Uh, yeah, but Cena don't lose though either. The last time he wrestled in a WWE ring, he lost to Bray Wyatt's fucking weird Roman Reigns. Oh. Yeah, at SummerSlam, I forgot. about And then that. as soon as he lost, the Beast came back. <laughs> Viking Brock, Viking Brock, which slowly transferred into Cowboy Brock, <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Man Brock. Uh, let's see. Uh, according to Fightful Two, there are serious talks right now on WWE calling up uh, Solo Sokoa to be to join the Bloodline, to be part of the Bloodline. I'm down with that. I want to see what Little Loose can actually do. About as same as Jimmy and Jay. <laughs> They're good. I mean. Yeah, I know. Maybe they'll actually give him a push. Well, I mean, they need somebody to win the Intercontinental title and the, uh, <laughs> in the, and, the US, and the U.S. title. You could be the undisputed North American champion. <laughs> <laughs> or wait. You'd have to make up a whole new title. Yeah, I know. Because it's. U.S. Intercontinental. We can call it the All Atlantic. It's gonna be the. It's gonna be the mainly Pacific title. <laughs> the partially Pacific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll talk about that belt later on when we talk about Forbidden Door. <laughs> uh, the original plan was for the Young Bucks to win the IWGP Tag Team Titles at Forbidden Door, according to uh, the Wrestling Observer newsletter. Uh, that would set up future matches for the tag team champs. But apparently the Young Bucks decided that it would be a better idea for FTR to win, which would eventually set up a winner-takes-all match between them at a future date. Of course they thought that. I mean, that's how they... uh, So they're just trying to make him Kenny Omega. Make them Kenny Omega. With the belt collector bullshit. FTR are the belt collectors right now. I mean, I get it. I get it. It's interesting. That's what we've been falling back onto. And FDR actually, can pull it off a hell of a lot better than Kenny Omega can. But Actually, the real belt collector right now is Taya Valkyrie. She's got the uh, MLW Women's Championship. She's got the AAA Women's Championship. Uh, she's the Knockouts Tag Team Champion for Impact. And she just won the XPW Women's Championship. Hmm. And then, I mean, Matt Cardona's... XPW, that's still around. Yeah. They just had a show. Hmm. They actually had a picture of her with the belt, and she's all covered in blood. So. Actually, Matt Cordona is the male fucking belt collector right now. I mean, he had to give up the 10 pounds of gold, but he still has his other, like, eight titles. I seen that, uh, what's his fuck? That's on the, let's, got the 10 pounds of gold right now. Trevor Murdoch. He missed out on a AEW match when the hell is trevor murdoch supposed to be with aew oh no i gotta look it up he just come out and said it on like chris van vliet or something that's interesting uh another thing about santana before his knee injury the rumors are he's unhappy and aew has been taking indie shows that he's been booking himself for months and his contract is set to expire days before All Out. Doesn't look like he's going to re-sign with the company either. Santana? Yeah. 
Which, if you notice, him and Ortiz haven't actually been together for a while. They have just been pushing Ortiz. I just kind of figured it's because he's better, but... Santana's the better of the two. Yeah. During a recent interview with the Wrestling Perspective podcast, reigning NWA World's Heavyweight Champion Trevor Murdoch, uh, below are some highlights. But on not having interest in returning to WWE, Cinderella has found his shoe. <laughs> when I was a young guy, I was open to all of that. Whoever will pay me the most and push me, and WWE treats me right when I'm in the ring. Blah, blah, blah. Where's the AW shit? Trevor Murdoch on having talks with AW that fizzled out. There were some discussions with AEW, but I think they kind of fizzled out pretty quick because they were talking about the forbidden door and guys getting injured, but I don't think it lasted very long. I'm really not inquiring. I'm focusing on the NWA and being representative of the NWA. Oh, look at this. He's even got a fucking... He suited up. Yeah, I've seen him in that. Oh, I haven't. I, I watch NWA every once in a while. I don't pay the $5 a month anymore because my card got compromised that one time, and that was one of the script subscriptions I didn't renew. Isn't that awesome when that happens? Like It's like, oh, I f- fucking forgot how many subscriptions I had out there for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I did just renew my uh, New Japan Global. And did you? The, the uh, 990, 999 yen, just to <laughs> let you know the value of the yen has went down. So it used to be like $9.72. Now it's like $7.94 or something like that. Hmm. So it'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> So all the like, are we done with the crossover shit? Are they gonna go back to Japan for a while? No, they just had a match on Rampage. Still New Japan versus AEW. Really? Yeah. There's still a little sliver of the door open. <laughs> They're peeking through the keyhole. <laughs> the chain might be there, and they can pop the door open a little bit. <laughs> Got their face in the crack. Like, hey, is anybody yeah. home? Nope. Don't come in. We're naked. <laughs> Put your pants on. I don't want to put my pants on. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be like Jack Black in uh, <laughs> Orange Orange County. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Get naked and start the revolution? <laughs> uh, that's actually, that's all I got for Clint's uh, rumor roll-up. Good God, I thought you were never going to shut up just kind of like Clint usually does. Well, hopefully he's back <laughs> in a week or two. Maybe. <laughs> he, he might get out of the desert like Ric Flair, his hero. <laughs> so we'll... Uh, Go Indy Mud Show report. And now, the Indy Mud Show report. I think there's more. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know what happened in the, in the Indies this week. It's got to be more interesting than the rumors. Uh, Impact had another Impact Plus pay-per-view like a week after they just had Slammiversary. Man. Slammiversary was good. I know. I enjoyed it. I'm Uh, guessing this one probably was not. I didn't watch it. No. I know what happened. Uh, Brian Myers officially won the internet title from uh, Rich Swan. That's the fucking orange-headed dude that carried a cane. Orange-headed dude that carried a cane. Matt Cordona's buddy. It's Kurt Hawkins. Yeah, Kurt Hawkins. He had a cane and shit. Okay. He's got red hair, right? It's, it's like orangish, black. <laughs> sure. Orangish, black. Oranges. <laughs> Myers is the new black. Yeah. It'll work. <laughs> uh, Josh Alexander defended the world title against uh, Joe Doring, giving Doring his first loss in Impact Wrestling. Hmm. 
lost to the C4. That was probably a pretty good match. From what I read, yeah. From what I read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Raven was on commentary for Sammy Callahan and... Uh, they were pushing that pretty hard, like Moose's. But they uh, weren't saying he was going to be on commentary. They just said he was going to make an appearance. And yeah, shit. he was on commentary. I bet he looks real sad. He does. <laughs> they were not advertising like he was looking sad, though. They were advertising like it was TNA 2006 Raven. I, I would prefer like 1998 WCW Raven. <laughs> I like his Clockwork Orange bullshit in TNA. Uh, he even had a match against CM Punk back then. Let's see, Jordan Gray successfully. I had his action figure. You've had everybody's action figure. <laughs> you would be Matt Cordona and fucking <laughs> Brian Myers if you had the money and still had all oh, your yeah. wrestling action figures. If it's I like, ever got that money like that again, like, I probably would be. It's like the episode of Ms. and Mrs. or whatever, and it's got Cordona on it, and he's talking about the MAGA that he bought, and it was like ten ten thousand dollars because it had a moon on the belly and not a star <laughs> and then he asked miz to go pick it up for him so he met some dude in a sketchy like ice cream truck that's selling action figures <laughs> and he's like this is really a ten ten thousand dollar action figure he's like yeah it's it's like one of ten in the whole world he's like oh how much is the maurice he's like 75 bucks i'll take one of those he goes <laughs> Do you have my action figure? He goes, yeah. He's like, how much is that? 25 He goes, wait, I'm $25 and she's $75? He goes, yeah. He gave him, I don't remember how much money he gives him, and he goes, I'm going to pay you 100 for me. <laughs> it was funny. And then later in the episode, of course, the toy got opened by one of Ms.'s daughters, so then he got online and had to try to find another one and ended up paying double for, for it. Just so he wouldn't my piss off Cordona. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. It's my $20,000 Rimaga. Yeah. Now there's only one of nine in the world. <laughs> what the fuck were we talking about before this? Raven. Oh, yeah. What about me? <laughs> what about Raven? No. Uh Jordan Grace uh, had a rematch against Tasha Steeles. She's still champ. She just wanted a slam anniversary. I thought Jordan Grace. Who the fuck is Jordan Grace? The Knockouts Women Champion. Oh, did she just come from NXT? No. Oh, Jordan Grace has been in Impact ever since I started watching Impact that I could remember, like three years back, when I started watching wrestling again. Huh. Uh. She was actually world champ when I started watching, and then at like men's Sla world champ. No, oh. Tessa Blanchard was the world champ when There's I started got a watching. Match coming up, Hurricane Pro Wrestling. She also has one of Warrior Wrestling, and that's only that's three hours from here. Oh, it's in Chicago. Is that a Japanese company? No. What's the Shimmer? Is the yeah? This okay. is Warrior Wrestling. Uh, I'd like to see Tessa Blanchard in, in person. Will Ospreay was the champ up until their last show, which I can't remember who beat him. Hmm. But they bring all kinds of talent. They have uh, they've had Ospreay. Uh, I know Brian Cage was their world champ at one point. Trey Miguel was their world champ at one point. Um, 
know War Horse, I think, comes up for their shows. And I know how much you don't like War Horse, but I like War uh, Horse. I, <laughs> I'd never even seen a War Horse ever until we went to St. Louis and you forced me to see him. I didn't force you to see him. You happened to just be there and watch him. <laughs> I, I was willing to give Warhorse a chance until I seen him in person. Why? Because they, like, uh, they had him get squashed by Tony Nese? I, I mean, his talent level is that of which he can get squashed by somebody as low as Tony Nese, yeah. <laughs> you make me sad. <laughs> no. He's real tiny, though, too. I mean, I get it. He's like a little little engine that could and shit but he's like a little he's like a smaller version of the ultimate warrior (laughs) yeah he actually is yeah i mean yeah like he's like me at 12 playing to be ultimate warrior in my fucking living room well he never got any bigger so leave him alone (laughs) maybe you should pick a different career path then yeah he's making the killing he's making more money than us on the indies you think probably but it's close well, I mean, he's a, he's enjoying life. <laughs> yeah, well, he's enjoying life. <laughs> uh, what? You don't like stocking shelves? <laughs> no, I tell people to stock shelves. There's oh, a difference. Okay. And then uh, I'm just waiting for the NFL to call me, and then I can go throw a football like Kurt Warner. <laughs> That's what I used to tell. We are talking about different jobs in the field and everything, and they're like, well, you know, you'd have a true passion at this position. You'd be great for it. I'm like, listen. Unless WWE comes starting hiring riders out of gas stations, I ain't never going to be doing what I want to be doing. <laughs> I want to be the booker, not the writer. <laughs> Give me the pencil, Vince. You just go sit in the corner. You're going to love it, pal. <laughs> <laughs> How do we go all the way from this to this to this on impact? Because the fucking Warhorse. Well, you leave Warhorse out of this, and the name is in all caps. Anyways... It'd have to be in all caps to get somebody to pay attention to him. It is. <laughs> That's how he gets announced to the ring. Are they like, Warhorse! Yeah. <laughs> you heard Justin, oh, wait, no, actually Justin Roberts wasn't there that night. It was Dasha. <coughs> no, it was a timekeeper lady. Yeah, it was Dasha. Hmm. Backstage interviewer. I think she was taking some weird time cues. I don't know. I prefer her voice to Justin Roberts. <laughs> no, he preferred her in the ring. Actually, when I started watching Dark, she was the one that did it. I'm like, why can't she do Justin's job? <laughs> Tired of hearing John Moxley. <laughs> uh, actually, also from watching Money in the Bank last night, I realized I don't like to check that announces for SmackDown either. What's her name now? Samantha Irving. Just, just, just let Mike Rome do both. What happened to, uh, I guess she probably left with Bray Wyatt too, huh? Who? The one Bray Wyatt had an affair with his wife when they got married with. Uh, she's at home raising their kid. Oh. Well, I mean, Bray JoJo? is too. Yeah. I prefer the chick from NXT that does the ring announcing over the chick for SmackDown. They've had a lot of fucking no-name announcers in and out. I mean, a lot in general in the history, but like a lot here lately. That is true. Uh, we'll just go to NXT because nothing else happened in Impact. I mean, none of the titles changed. Uh, well, okay, one thing happened. America's Most Wanted actually did wrestle. 
Oh, is Chris Harris still fat? Yes. It was a it was a five on five tag match. I don't know how you become the Marty Jimmy of a tag team. It was uh, America's Most Wanted, the Good Brothers, and uh, Heath taking on Honor Heath No. Was a tag? Oh, never mind. Five. I gotcha. Taking on Honor No More, and they put in Kenny King and took out PCO. PCO is the only interesting one to watch in the group anymore. That is true, but he's <laughs> leaving Impact. You think AEW's going to give him a run? I don't know. According to him, he's talked to Tony Khan. <laughs> so I love that he was somebody random I picked out on a fucking Saturday night four years ago at 3 o'clock in the morning. I was like, who's this crazy old fuck? Watching Ring of Honor. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I've been kind of high on him. It impresses me. I didn't realize he was... Pierre Carlulet, and I grew up with that motherfucker, but yeah, he's one of the Mounties, right? So I don't know. He's interesting. It's interesting. I not, still haven't watched a very not, not bit the, of it. Not the one that hit Dynamite Kid with a sock of quarters. <laughs> the other one. <laughs> the other one. I I have yet to actually watch him since that Saturday night three years ago on fucking Ring of Honor in the empty arena. All I know is the last time that, well, I mean, I watched him at Slammiversary before, but before then, he was at GCW The World, and he was part of the Brass Ring ladder match. It was good, wasn't it? He scared the shit out of me for the fact that he went up like a 10-foot ladder and moonsaulted to the fucking floor, <laughs> and I'm like, you're like 50-something years old, and like, a giant, you don't do that. <laughs> I thought he was going to kill himself. Duty. I mean, I think Sting been taking a book or play out of his book on well, sting had a jump this week too we can talk about that in a little bit <laughs> of course he didn't but yeah no then you had alex cologne who actually won the match for gcw or whatever he had a fucking ladder spot too and he crashed and burned like he's a young guy man not really i mean he's been he's been around the death fucking matches for a long time and he's one of those guys yeah he tried to go off the top ladder and clear another ladder and crashed into the other ladder and then played it off like he meant to do it (laughs) (laughs) and then climbed the ladder and grabbed the ring and then called john moxley a motherfucker and challenged him for the championship or whatever and then lost john moxley is still gcw world champion which I think his next match is coming up soon against Blake Christian. I hope he, uh, I hope he comes back. I hope he beats Punk when Punk comes back and he just comes to the ring with all three belts. What other <laughs> belt does he have? Well, him PC and Punk for the title. Then he'd have the uh, interim title, the title, and GCW title. Call him a belt collector. You really think that Tony Khan had two belts made? Yeah, yes, I 100% <laughs> do. I bet you he's got six or seven. I bet he's got at least four on his wall at home. Yeah, those are my AW <laughs> World titles <laughs> signed. Every time a new champion. Yeah, yeah, I guarantee it. He's got a trophy room. He's got multiple trophy rooms. Well, that means he's got five AEW <laughs> championship belts. <laughs> <laughs> this one is Moxley's. He signed it twice for me. And then I, I got this one's Punk's. They're probably all hanging below like this. This one, this one signed cowboy shit. <laughs> I almost guarantee he's got a belt collection. Yeah, probably. Like old ECW belts and shit, like that we forgot about. 
like nobody even thinks of, but it got discarded on this episode or wherever, and he was fucking there when he was 12, and it's like, dude, this thing's got to be at least at least worth $500,000. I'm getting it. Guarantee he's got 10 or 12 belts like that in four or five trophy rooms along with AEW titles. He's probably got a Noah Hart cup. <laughs> No, he's probably got the he's probably got an actual real stampede championship belt. <laughs> he's got a slammy. He's got Owen Slammy. <laughs> yeah. Talked Martha out of it. <laughs> well, like Conrad has fucking a belt collection and he's bought a couple robes and shit. Like there's a there's a there's a black market fucking wrestling collectible fucking market there. There should be any reason why he has to buy a fucking robe. His father in law is <laughs> Ric Flair. I think he had robes before, like, he ever even got Uh-oh. into. Be like, hey, Rick, can I just have that robe? Like, he made that first mortgage money and was like, I'm totally buying a robe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's time to do with a mortgage company and 12 podcasts. Yeah, and... man. He's, I mean, he's not on all 12 of them, but he's on at least nine. <laughs> Which one are we doing today? I don't remember. He, Yeah, he has more podcasts in a fucking week than, oh, man, that's weird. Like AM to PM. Like, yeah, he don't have that kind of time. And they're all four hours. Like, motherfuckers, po- like, does he just, like, pick a day and just stay up for 48 hours and podcast all the way through, get him out of the dope way? And you, and, and you know he's not actually sitting in the same room as the people that he's podcasting with. He's listening to it through a headset. He's just talking to himself. Yeah, well. There's no way that you could travel that much. Oh, yeah, 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 No, he ain't doing that. Unless you're Zooming at all. Which I wouldn't recommend that because if you listen to episode <laughs> three, it's not a good time. Yeah, I mean, if he did, he got the sound quality real well. Yeah, not realize that there's like four mics running at one time. <laughs> stupid, stupid mics. He can't be zooming. They don't sound like Zoom. You can tell that shit. Like, you know, fake doctors, real friends, and they got a guest on or whatever. He's totally on the phone or on a Zoom call. You can totally hear it, but. Yeah, but you got to realize that they have real sound producers, not just me that can <laughs> half-ass it. They have people like Zach. Man, I bet you Zach wouldn't be working on Napa if he, could, he was as high quality as that. Well, I'm saying he at least went to school. Man, yeah, I, mean, I just ran soundboards and for bands and shit forever so i know how to do all this <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey you guys set up your shit okay does this sound good i don't know we'll turn this knob until we figure it out. yeah it sounds good now yeah, that's better yeah <laughs> a little bit less a little bit less nope nope a little more <laughs> perfect what the fuck were we talking about i mean i was barely keeping it on the rails to begin with Oh, we were talking about announcers for NXT and other people and NXT uh, <laughs> this week. <laughs> Jordan Grace, I think, is where we started. Oh, that was that was like twenty minutes ago. Oh, have we been going down a fucking rabbit hole for twenty minutes? I don't know. I'm just saying it. Sounds good. Oh. No, the uh, NXT this week. Uh, Brooks and uh, Jensen won the NXT UK titles, or that could have been last week. Briggs and Stratton. Sure. It's Briggs and Jensen. <laughs> uh, pretty deadly called them out. I'm pretty sure there'll be a match for those tag team titles. Uh, 
The main thing is they're building uh, next week is Great American Bash on Tuesday night. Uh, main event, Braun Brecker, Cameron Grimes for the world title. Which Cameron Grimes. Giving Cameron Grimes a title shot, huh? He's been one of the best parts of Yeah, I remember NXT. they like trimmed his beard and shit and, and he was like Vince's pet project. He's he's kind of healing it up and right now and It's been good. Oh yeah, I've enjoyed it. He uh dodged uh bronze attack this week and hit him with a shoulder attack and then threw him into the turnbuckle and the show ended with Braun acting like his uh arm popped out. He he can sell. Or it actually did pop out one. Or it actually did pop out. I don't Braun know. Breaker slipped on the second rope and <laughs> Yeah, Clint will never did. Clint will never drop that. He could be like 17-time world champion 20 years from now, and Clint will still be going, you remember when he slept on the turnbuckle? (laughs) Um, He still does it with fucking Claudio and shit. We haven't got the Claudio yet. I'm just saying, WWE handed him a mic one time, and he kind of fucked it up, and they never did again, really, because Vince kind of, I mean, if they did, it was like a background or a one-word thing or something, like We the People or... But they like never let him cut a promo promo again, and or just like yeah, come out and say Cesaro section. So I mean, he's got a point to it, but I mean, everybody fucks up. Yeah, like Shotzi at Bunny in the Bank last night, who <laughs> should not been in that match at all. You're saying she wasn't ready? No, not at all. <laughs> she's been in a bunch of ladder matches in NXT, though, hasn't she? Yeah, but she hasn't. She's been in catering for. Since the draft, oh, she hadn't worked out at all, huh? No, she got in there and got the good food. Like I could, I could tell you, she's had like three matches since she got drafted, and they get, took away her tank and all that. that. That tank needed to go. I like the tank. I want one. You should go buy one at Walmart. I won't fit in it. <laughs> like you guys make this in a triple size. Can I have like a real tank? Can I buy uh, a real tank yeah, on Walmart dot com? No, but I bet I could get you a real tank. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> by noon with polish all right I'll be like Leonardo DiCaprio's character in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood be like no this is a real flamethrower let me keep it <laughs> you know that Glenn's talking about getting a flamethrower he doesn't need a flamethrower they sell them at fucking Patri- Farm King oh, I, was, I thought you were about to say patriotic American or whatever shout out to patriotic Americana Americana yeah. <laughs> that's cause you're just their new poster boy <laughs> With your fanny pack and cape. I mean, obviously he's got an eye for talent. <laughs> no, but Clint's getting a real flamethrower. And Chris, you ever met his brother, Chris? No. He, uh, he's a... Uh, I haven't met Brent either. I've only met Brent a couple times. But uh, Chris fucking, he only lives right over there in Macomb. He's been on our other. He's been on the Rad Nerd Dad before, but yeah, uh, I think Clint's tried to talk him into coming to being on this one. Yeah, you think, don't think he's not. He says he's not knowledgeable enough about wrestling because he don't watch it no more. And I'm like, you don't have, dude, the but you know the good yeah. shit. Like, you could, you could, he could probably shut me up. To be honest with you. The bad part is, it's like, hey, you remember that they did this storyline 20 years ago? Yeah. Well, now they're doing it now. They just have these right. two people doing R- it. Yeah. Wash, rinse, repeat. Yep. But uh, anyway, he's talking to his brother to go at halves on this flame thrower from Farm King. He's like, oh, dude, I'll totally go halves with you. And Clint's like, yeah, but we got to keep it at my house, though. 
Chris is like, what the fuck do you mean? Like, we have to keep it at your house. And he's like, well, see, you kind of live in the city and I kind of live in the country. So it just makes more sense that it stays in my house. <laughs> but neither one of them live in the country, nor should have a flamethrower. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, neither one should have a flamethrower. <laughs> I, I don't see that ending well. I'm pretty positive it's going to happen, though. Uh-oh. I mean, it'll like, make him happy. I mean, I would shoot it. I don't know if I'd be around Clint while he was shooting it. Yeah, well, he's <laughs> got to make it back from the desert first. <laughs> Maybe that's how he gets back. Because he bought a flamethrower? Yeah, fuck yeah. You don't know what's out, out there in the fucking <laughs> desert. It's well, cold at nighttime. All right. Well, Katana, <laughs> Katana Chance and uh, Casey Cotanzaro had a match against uh, Roxanne Perez and uh, Corey Jade. Winner goes to Great American Bash for a tag team title shot. Uh, it's Corey Jade and Roxanne Perez who won the match. So they're going up against Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. Toxic attraction. I like Gigi Dolan. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know you do. Uh, I might actually watch NXT 2.0 now that they've. Uh, I don't want to say the word figured it out, but like it was kind of choppy at first. I've watched it every week. <laughs> I know you have. Except for one, or actually there was one week where I didn't watch it. That's because guys streaming Stranger Things season four. Oh, well. Concessions have to be made. It was, and then I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to watch this Wednesday morning, and then I didn't. <laughs> I bet you didn't miss much. I bet you picked up right where you left off. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes I did. Previously on NXT, oh wait, the same thing happened last week. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like that's all at WWE though. Like I haven't watched Raw and I couldn't even fucking tell you. Monday night? Yeah. they. No. You were you were watching it because, come on, it was, here's your boy John Cena. No, no, no. Do, no. do, do, do. If he beats Ric Flair's record, I'm going to be pissed. He doesn't need to beat Ric Flair's record. No, he doesn't. Randy Orton needs to beat Ric Flair's record. It'd make more sense. Randy Orton's been there the whole time. He don't go away. <laughs> and he has buddies with Ric Flair. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I guess John Cena and Ric Flair's probably buddies too, but. They weren't in the same group together. Yeah, like they're, they're storyline buddies. <laughs> I don't have anything else for the rumor. From Indy. Roll-up Indy mud show reports. <laughs> the, the Indy roll-up report. The Brent talking because Clint's not here this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, we'll. Uh, I like your Clint impression. We'll be back right after this, and we'll talk about uh, Forbidden Door, Money in the Bank, Blood and Guts. So it actually happened in wrestling this week. We also got a top ten. So nice. We'll be right back. I, I don't know, man. Like the only thing I, I really don't like about it is like you know clicking the link, and and coming to where our show's at, and we can't even. I don't, like, it's not where I listen to any of my podcasts at, so I don't know. I'm kind of over it by now. You mean going on Facebook and finding our uh, page every week? Yeah, yeah. It just pops up the little window or whatever, and you got to listen to it from there. Well, actually, all messed up. actually, thanks to our host, Anchor FM, uh, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, PocketCast, Good Pods, Radio Public. We'll soon be on iHeartRadio, Stitcher. And, of course, you can find us on Spotify. You both didn't already know that? Jeez, you're idiots.
And now for the main course. Hey everybody, welcome back. Uh, it's time to talk about uh, Forbidden Door. You want to talk about Forbidden Door? Maybe I thought we already well. talked about Big Show and Dana Bryan and... Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. I mean, that was the real Forbidden Door. <laughs> oh, there was a pay-per-view too? Yeah. When, 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 it, when AEW wrestlers are on WWE, yeah, I would say that would be Forbidden Door. <laughs> they weren't wrestling, they were just talking about... John Cena, because, I mean. If you big, didn't take every one of them out of the fucking equation, there'd be nothing to talk about about John Cena's career. <laughs> yeah, it'd be videos of uh, Triple H and. Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yeah. I mean, a lot of his shit was Randy Orton, but. In the Big Show. More, more than it needed to be. A lot, of his, uh, a lot of his good shit was with Big Show. I did think it was funny on Raw, though, when. Uh, Seth Rollins came up to him and was doing the ha 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 <laughs> and he's talking about how he's going to do something that Cena's never done or whatever and become a two-time money in the bank winner. He goes, "Unless you're going to be in the match Sunday or Saturday. Are you in the match on Saturday?" He's like, "No." He's like, "Oh, okay then." He didn't, goes, "Didn't Cena fail to?" Yeah, he then he mentions that Cena failed cashing in his contract. <laughs> When. And then, then MVP and Omos walked into the uh, picture and started talking. And Cena looks up at Omos, and they they're shooting at the up, they're shooting the video up, so it makes Omos look so much taller than them. And Cena just looks at Rollins and goes, "Yeah, good luck, buddy. I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> All right, Forbidden Door. Oh, it's pay per view. Yeah, it's the first one I've missed in a long time. That's because you don't give a shit about New Japan. I gave half a shits about New Japan, but they kind of fucked up the lead up. Actually, you didn't watch it because Clint wasn't going to pay for it. <laughs> well, that's another good reason, too. But I was on Clint's side about it. I, I don't... They fucked it up, man. They fucked up the lead up. How'd they fuck it up? Non-fucking... Like, Will Ospreay, first of all. Uh, didn't even know who the fuck he was. They didn't say shit. Like, yeah, they needed to actually explain. Uh, Jay White, I've seen him debut so many motherfucking times in the last year. Like, I, I mean, he's going to have to do something better than a fucking Forbidden Door, New Japan, fucking AEW crossover. To, he, he is the Forbidden Door. I mean, yeah, I guess if that's what you wanted that's, to call him coming to Impact, him coming to AEW three times. He, he's the catalyst, remember? If he wanted to beat Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega wouldn't have ran to America with his tail tucked between his legs and created AEW. <laughs> Just ask him. Uh, Jeff Cobb's fucking whatever the fuck it, that cutter shit was supposed to be. Still think that was Ocon screwing up. <clears throat> I don't know. Either way, it looked bad. It looked real bad. Like Trent, Trent Beretta put himself through a table. <laughs> then that, The first part was so bad that it didn't... Uh, that I didn't even see the fucking himself putting himself through a table. You know what the production company you have at AEW... 
it wouldn't have hurt to make weekly videos of like promos for New Japan guys. You so you kind of knew who they were and what they did, and yeah, yeah, something. I, did they show it at the pay per view at all? Or no, just, mm. not really. It's like, <sighs> hey, they're here, they're wrestling. Yeah, I don't deserve. I don't think AEW deserves to have forty dollar pay per views anymore, and the whole pay per view model is kind of out of fucking date. It's fifty dollars. Fifty. That's fucking nuts. It's I never 40, bought WWEs either when they were that much. It's forty nine ninety nine. I might have like split it five ways and like went to Zach's house and his mom bought it and we all gave her ten dollars. <laughs> but Scott came over, it was twenty five a piece. Uh but it, I don't know. I, I definitely the value wasn't there on this show for sure. It's kinda like fucking X Men and fucking Batman crossing over in the early nineties and shit. Like it's kinda non canon. What are you talking about? Uncle Davey gave the lowest rated match a four star. <laughs> Fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> <clears throat> eh, I enjoyed it. We wouldn't go over it. I'll tell you why I hated it, even though I didn't watch it. I just got the bullet points. Okay. All right. Actually, it started uh, It started with the six-man tag match. Uh, Chris Jericho. Minoru Suzuki and Sammy Guevara, and they took on Eddie Kingston, uh, Wheeler Yuta, and uh, Shadow Amuna Amana. Red Shoes' fucking son. It's like six different fucking storylines in one match. He's John Moxley's uh, protege. They called him Shooter the whole time. Like when Moxley went over to Japan, he like thought a lot of this kid. Oh, took him under his wing and shit, huh? Yeah. Have you ever heard of him before this pay-per-view? I've heard the name. Never actually seen him wrestle. He he looked good. I mean, he's going to be one of their stars like five or six years from now once he's a lot better. And Tanahashi and Okada are both coming to the ring in wheelchairs. <laughs> I mean, Suzuki might be gone by that point, too. and <laughs> He's going to have a heart attack one of them fucking no-selling chops he get does. That's that's a big part of that match was him and uh, Eddie Kingston just standing there slapping the shit out of each I'm other. sure it was, just like it was a big part of him and, and Samoa he, Joe's. And he fucking no-selled the machine gun chops. Like, they, like Eddie Kingston started it and Suzuki just like looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then just <laughs> punches him right in the face. <laughs> and then Kingston went down. Uh, Did they let fucking Suzuki Minora's music play? Yeah. Good. Yeah, you got to sing. You got to sing Judas, and then you got to do the uh, his chant, which it's in Japanese, and I can't remember what it is right now. And then uh, you had the Blackpool Combat Club come out, and Eddie Kingston. And it, was, it was a good match. Actually, the person that looked the best in it was Wheeler Yuta. And that's a lot coming from me because I'm the one that's like, all he did was fucking bleed in the Moxley match. <laughs> I've been impressed with Wheeler Yuta. I've liked Wheeler Yuta, but like the match that got him into the Blackpool Combat Club, I'm like, he didn't do fucking shit in it besides get his ass kicked by Moxley. <laughs> and he got cut way too much and then was squirting. It's it way like, better than the best friend's bullshit he was doing. He's still wrestling the same, just with more intensity. <laughs> Less flips. But he could still flip if he has to. I mean. Uh, later on in the show, Jericho's team got the win. 
So they got the man advantage of blood and guts. So, whoa. Stop popping springs. <laughs> uh, they got the man advantage. I think Meltzer gave it four stars or some shit like that. You know, if they, if this pay-per-view would have been in the Tokyo Dome, they all would have got five stars. Oh, definitely. 100%. <laughs> American version's a little watered down. Actually, one of my favorite parts of uh, the pay-per-view wasn't even uh, on the actual pay-per-view. It was in the pre-show. Uh, you had the Acclaimed and the Ass Boys match or whatever. Dan Housen had a promo pop up and it played the We're the Ass Boys. <laughs> 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 and uh, Colton and fucking uh, Austin ran toward the back, tried to find uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Housen. Oh. So Billy and Max actually wrestled a match against four guys. He turned on fucking. At Blood and Guts, yeah. Oh, okay. We haven't got that far yet. We'll get there. Daddy ass is part of the acclaimed and not with the ass boys anymore. But uh, later on in the show, Jericho and Guevara went up to Shooter. Told uh, he was, uh, what? I totally lost my train of thought. He went up to Shooter, told him that he earned his respect, and I wanted to shake your hand, and then he threw a fireball in his face because he's a wizard. Well, he does. Yeah, I'm tired of that fucking wizard shit. <laughs> Uh, I like their matching outfits now, though. Why? So they look like fucking Backstreet Boys? <sighs> kind of. They do, don't they? They did. They kind of like actually look like they're all Britney Spears from the... Is it not Toxic? Is it Toxic? Big red jumpsuit? It's like a third, uh, third single? No, that, that would have been from her first Oops, album. I did it again. Yeah. Yeah. Her first album. That's what they look like. <laughs> I fucking love that you know which album it was on. It's Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, what else happened at this pay-per-view? <laughs> um, FTR, uh, Rapongi Vice, and uh, the United Empire had a winner-takes-all match for the ROH and the uh, IWGP World Tag Team titles. Uh, FTR is now a three-time champ. They, Belt clackers. They have the IWGP World Tag Team Championships, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships, and the AAA Tag Team Championships right now. But they still don't have a belt that fucking means jack shit. They added the New Japan Tag Team titles to their resume. So they've literally held every Tag Team Championship in that's available currently. WWE, AEW, New Japan, AAA, Ring of Honor. NXT. Well, I was counting that as WWE. <laughs> now they has got to go to Impact and win those. I thought they've had the Impact Championship. Mm-mm. Then they need to bring back the WCW title so they can just win those bitches too. And the ECWs. <laughs> We'll make it the WCW slash ECW Tag Team Championships. <laughs> then while they're at it, they can just bring back the NWA Tag Team. Cha- actually, they need to go after. They, they have. They the have. NWA. Yeah, they do have the NWA. Who's tag the NWA Tag Team Champions? The uh, Commonwealth Connection, Davy Boy Smith, and uh, uh, was it PD something? Doug Williams, PD Williams, no, Doug Williams, Doug Williams. 
I wanted to put him and PD Williams together. <laughs> Just have him be the Williamses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> little PD pump. Uh, Dax Hardwood separated his shoulder in the match. Actually left the match for a while and came back out. Uh, Wheeler was wrestling the match solo. Uh, they hit the big rig to win the match. Rapongi Vice looked real good. What do you mean? It's Tremberetta and Rocky Romero. What are you <laughs> dinging over there for? Clint's fucking texting me. About what? That's the edge of that video. <laughs> well, then why aren't you the podcast, dickhead? <laughs> you can text. <laughs> uh, we haven't got that far yet. Uh, uh, Pack is the winner of the All-Atlantic Championship. How they had the four-way match, him, Miro, Malachi Black, and then they replaced Tamahiro Ishii with Clark Connors, which Clark Connors is uh, ring attire and shit. He totally looks like fucking Crocodile Dundee. He's a Japan guy? Yeah. Is he actually Japanese? No, he's American. He was part of the LA Dojo. Uh, He won the Young Lion Cup in like 2020. I think he just finished his excursion and he's back. Because normally they send you on a two-year training excursion where you have to go to other companies and learn around the world. That's why, like, you've seen Jay White and some of those guys in other companies because after your Young Lions up, you have to go somewhere else. Um, this Fatal 4-Way was actually really good. Uh, like, of course, they all had to triple-team or double-team Miro the whole time. I'm talking Mark and Clint. Well, tell them to, they should <laughs> fucking be here if they want to talk. Uh, this episode is going to be called Mark and fucking Clint's Distractions. <laughs> Mark says I feel un- like that's way harder than just the paying un- Bray-, Bray Wyatt. The, the unforbidden door. <laughs> uh, the uh, fucking Mir- I lost my whole train of thought. Miro got put, or Miro put Pack in the uh, game over. Pack survives it, makes it to the rope. He gets pulled back into it. This is for the All Atlantic bullshit. Yeah, the new title. Uh, Malachi Black does a spinning kick to fucking Miro's face, and uh, Clark Connors gets into the ring. Him and Pack have an issue. Uh, Malachi is about to win it. Pack throws Malachi out of the ring and puts uh, Connors into his uh, submission move, which don't remember what it's called, but it's the fucking rings of Saturn. And Connors taps out. Pack's the brand new first All Atlantic champion. And then after he wins the title, don't see him on Dynamite or Rampage. <laughs> Give him a fucking belt. He doesn't. He not even on the show. Yeah. At all. Did any Japanese people win a title? No. I bet you this forbidden door ain't staying open very long, much longer with that shit. The only title change was FTR took New Japan's tag team titles. 
Yeah, so IGPW got to keep their own heavyweight title then. Because of injuries, yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah, the yeah the other supposed to be a four way four way tag, supposed to be Bullet Club taking on Sting, Darby, and then two members of uh, Los and Gabernales, Japan, uh, Shingo Tagagi and uh, Hiromu Tak or Tanahashi, which Tanahashi son, <laughs> uh, he wasn't available. He apparently had a fever when he was trying to get through customs and got turned back. Huh. Uh, so it ended up being a six-man tag. Hikaleo didn't wrestle, so it was El Phantasmo and the Young Bucks taking on Sting, Darby, and Shingo. That's lame. Way under-delivered. I don't know. Sting's music hit, and he didn't come out, and everybody's like, where's Sting? And then it went to the rafters. He didn't drop, did he? No, but the fucking light You're hit up. for him, though. Oh, I was. I was like, oh, is he coming down? <laughs> about to jump up and be a little stinger again. <laughs> but no, he's up in the rafters. And then the lights went off again. And then Sting dove onto the Young Bucks and El Phantasmo off of the ring entrance to... It was a dummy up in the rafters. Okay. And he fucking... He did an old man dive on. Did you tell it was a dummy? No, not at all. They didn't shoot it from close up. Oh. Like, it was, for like, from the floor angled up, and you're like, oh, shit, it's Sting! Oh. And then the lights came back on, and, you know, the circles they come through? Right. Sting was on top of one of them and fucking dove off onto the Young Bucks, and... They catch him? Yeah. Jesus Christ, he but didn't stop doing that. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> let him keep jumping off of shit. Uh, Vince McMahon could have let him jump off shit like that. It's nine point five. Still got wood. <laughs> I give it a. I give it a a ten. <laughs> Five's day Meltzer. I would have gave it ten stars. <laughs> Twelve if it was in the Tokyo Dome. <sighs> Maybe eleven at Carrickin Hall. I, I'm not sure. But that match totally under delivered on the hype, though. Well, yeah. It's all the. I was only excited about Hikaleo. He didn't wrestle. I know that's bullshit. Why didn't he? Where did he go? Well. Why didn't he wrestle? Because El Phantasmo's more fitted to wrestle Darby in them. So they just kicked him out the match? Yeah, he just hung out ringside. Huh. Uh, he's also the least experienced of all the wrestlers. Like, he's still learning, and the rest of them are established fucking wrestlers. Like, El Phantasmo's been a IWGP junior heavyweight champ and all that shit. It's part of the headbanger club, man. <laughs> they also had a thing with Juice Robinson. Uh, he was backstage. Still had the IWGP United States heavyweight championship belt. He's like, I never gave it up. I never lost it. It's still mine. <laughs> uh, which, moving on, to, I mean, okay. Sting, Darby, and Shingo went, won the match. You know, the Young Bucks and Bullet Club weren't going to win. The good guys were going to beat the bad guys. Uh, moving on. Let's see. You had Thunder Rosa defending the world title against Tony Storm. Did Tony win? Fuck no. They wasted Tony Storm now, too. Oh, man. Well, I mean, that's just one match, though. Yeah, I know. And they're already building fucking more storyline of Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. That's they- probably good because 
Because Tony Storm wrestled Nyla Rose on Rampage, and Thunder Rosa had to come out to save her at the end after she beat Nyla. Because then people are ganging up and trying to kick the shit out of her. Why'd she save her? That's Because Thunder Rose is a good guy. Yeah, but that's her, that's her fucking enemy. What the fuck? But Nyla Rose is a bigger enemy to Thunder Rosa. Is she? They've had a match. They've had quite a few matches. <laughs> when they don't know what to do with somebody, they're like, oh, you can just wrestle Nyla. Right. Like, oh, we need uh, we need somebody to go over a heel. To- I, think, I think you called her King Kong Bundy the other day. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, oh, we just need a big heel to wrestle, so go in know. there. I mean, that makes sense. It's kind of like when they used to throw people up against Nia Jax. Or fucking random seven-foot-tall non-wrestlers against The Undertaker. No, I mean, yeah, shit happens. Nathan Jones and fucking... <laughs> unless, it was, unless it was Teddy making matches, and then every match involved The Undertaker. You're gonna wrestle The Undertaker! Alright. Uh, no. Tony looked good. Thunder Rosa fucking no-selled sandbagged most of the match, too. Was it the most interesting women's match up to this point, though? Probably. <clears throat> like... They actually have a woman that can work. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm I'm still excited about Tony Storm. It was non-canon. She can have that loss. They made her kick out of like four fucking finishing moves that would take most people down. That's good. And then yeah, she lost. Then they shook hands and it was over. I don't like the face versus face shit very much, but. Well, most people don't. <laughs> the heels, face got to chase the heel, and then when the face wins the title, I mean, you keep it for like a month, and then you drop it to the heel who has it again for a long time. We're going back to the southern yeah. wrestling. <laughs> I don't know if that can save their storyline championships-wise. They haven't had a champion since All Out. That's the whole. That was part of this pay per view. <laughs> naming a new champion. No. Oh. Uh, then you had uh, the United States Heavyweight Championship match, Orange Cassidy taking on Will Osprey, which was actually the best match of the night. Yes. Who? who what? Whoa! 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 What was best match of the night? Orange Cassidy and Will Osprey. <sighs> I can't talk shit. Like, yes, Orange Cassidy still does his little kicks every once in a while, and he still puts his hands in his pockets, but when you actually watch the matches of Orange Cassidy, he does this part of the shit to get into people's heads, and then they start to underestimate him, and the next thing you know, he super kicks you in the fucking face. What? <laughs> None of what those fucking six sentences you just said fucking are entertaining at all. Like, sucks the fucking charisma out of the fucking arena. With the fucking stupid kicks, so everybody can go, <laughs> and then fucking. Actually, this time he did one a of those, super kick. Actually, one of the times he did he did it. Uh, this time he did one of the little kicks right to Osprey's face, and everybody thought he was gonna keep doing it, and then he just started fucking wailing in him. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're trying to change his character a little bit. He's got a long ways to go. He's got a lot of ground to make up. He was the fucking worst part of fucking dynamite that they thought was fucking awesome for. Two name, years? Name a bad Orange Cassidy match. All of them. They no. all have that charisma-sucking fucking comedy shtick in it. None of them are serious. They're like watching Santina Morello. He's Santina so- Morello could fucking go in the ring, too, but you didn't give a shit. You wanted to see him do the fucking Cobra. You actually give a shit about Orange Cassidy, though. No, you don't. 
You're yeah, just waiting for him to fucking do the kick so you can be like, ha, ha, he did the kicks. I'm not. I'm ready for him to actually like win a belt. Oh, Superman punch and super kick. Super kick don't even fucking mean nothing in AEW. That's true because way too many throw them and it's cut. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's the Young Bucks. He does a lighter version of actually Roman somebody. Reigns's. Actually, somebody just lost to a super kick recently on wrestling, and I can't remember who it was. Like, uh, person got. Just straight up lit up with the super kick and one, two, three, and it was over. Just one? Yeah. The whole match? Yeah. Wasn't the Young Bucks match? No, no, I actually think it was WWE. Hmm. But I can't remember. It was a women's match, and somebody went to do a move, and they reversed something straight into it like a super. Oh, it was fucking Carmelo, and she qualified for money in the bank. Like, she is straight up blasted Liv Morgan with a straight up super kick, and it was done. She fucking could... She could bring them back the super kick to fucking meaning something, dude. Her legs are fucking 10 foot tall. You'd feel a kick from her. It'd lift you up out of your shoes. Well, probably not me. <laughs> I mean, I'm. she got your leg way up there. <laughs> but, no. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Will Ospreay was a great fucking match. I, I, believe you, I believe that Will Ospreay could get a good match out of Orange Cassidy. Which Orange, I mean, Orange hit him with the Superman punch, the beach break. There was a lot of false finishes and took, uh, it took a, uh, uh, the elbow move that fucking Osprey does, which I can't remember what it's called right now. It's like the hidden blade or something like that. That moves the shit. And then he hit him with his, uh, Stormbreaker. And then, yeah, finally Orange Cassidy didn't kick out. And Will Ospreay got the win. Yeah, and it, was, it was a good 20, 25 minute match. So, I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I enjoyed it. But I also thought his match with Ethan Page on Dynamite was good too. So, you would be pissed because he tried to do the Outsider's Edge, and the way that Orange Cassidy fucking reversed the move was to put his hands in his pocket and slid down his back. <laughs> but, the rest of the match was good. But. He also did spit orange juice. He into hits the, the ropes real good. He spit orange juice in the face of Dan Lambert, too. Ooh, was it like orange mist, or was it just orange juice? It was orange juice, which Dan Lambert brought to the ring. <laughs> he wants to freshly squeeze him. Yeah. Which then, Sunday night, he came out to Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Wednesday night on Dynamite, he came out to Jane by uh, Jefferson Starship. So... Hmm. Tony Khan got his original theme music back, not the Pixies. So he's double paying for music now. No, I think now he's just paying for Jefferson oh. Starship. Rights came up or something. They're like, yeah, well, it's a good time to make a switch. Rights no probably came up, and that's the whole reason they broke up the best friends. Actually, it's expensive. Actually, Chuck was back with Trent and Orange Cassidy on Dynamite this week. Wasn't it Orange Cassidy with Rapungi Vice, though, or something? No, it was... It just said Orange Cassidy, but it was the best friends. Minus Chris Statlander. Yeah, she's got her own new best friend, Athena. Hmm. Which they were on. They were on uh, Dynamite this week as well. Uh, Jade Cargill went 34 0. She had an open challenge. Layla Gray took it. And then after she beat her, Stokely Hathaway's like, or she told. She told Stokely, how about you find me some real challenges for these or whatever? Then he's like, yeah, you know, we're, 
you guys had 24 hours to whatever, and he calls out Chris Statlander and Athena for not accepting the open challenge. That'd be good. Jade Cargill versus Chris Statlander. That'd be money. Yeah. Except for Jade would be win, and I wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> she should start using the jackhammer, that's for sure. That was uh, part of it. They were talking about not not many wrestlers have started their career 34-0, and, and somebody's like, yeah, I don't think any of them. And then Tony's like, well, there's been a few. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, Goldberg. Yeah. All, most of Goldberg's wins were actually at least on TV, not on a YouTube channel. Mm, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 I watched that motherfucker go from 1-0 and to like 22-0 and in like three weeks. Yeah, and by week six, he's like 125 and 0. No, it was like a year and a half. <laughs> you were just mad because he beat Hogan to win the championship. I used to think that they had a fuck load of a schedule on fucking live shows and shit. I'm like, God damn, he had 11 matches this week? Yeah, he did. <laughs> 11 house shows. <laughs> Three of them were double headers. <laughs> like, I know Ric Flair used to go like twice on Sunday and shit, but. Goldberg be putting them fucking matches in. Uh, Will Ospreay ends up retaining the United States title. Uh, then they started a beatdown of Orange Cassidy, which then we had the surprise appearance that nobody expected of Katsuyori Shibata. Is he buddies with Orange Cassidy or something? No, I think he wants the United States Championship, but no. the dude's a badass. Like, straight up badass. You sold me on Minoru Suzuki. I'll take your word for it. He's like a younger Minoru Suzuki. Hmm. So he knows sells a bunch of chops? Yeah. Beats shit out of people. Kind of put, put Suzuki and Moxley together. He likes the violence. And doesn't sell. He has knee issues. That's what's held him back so far, though. Uh, then you have the fatal four-way for the IWGP world title the Rainmaker Kazucha Okada Hangman Adam Page Adam Cole and the current champ Jay White Adam Cole got hurt in this right yeah like an extreme concussion or something severe concussion severe which I'm pretty sure he got it from a drop kick from Okada Hmm. which Okada's drop kicks are fucking pretty (laughs) <laughs> they are dude he gets he gets a good four foot off the ground or right in your face he's old too right no he's like 30 something oh. he's getting into the prime of his career uh I did like at the media scrum later he was pumped to wrestle in front of American fans cause he's never had that kind of crowd reaction and he actually said he would hopes that eventually someday maybe the fans of Japan will do that. <laughs> yeah, maybe after 300 years they might yeah. just start click cheering. Nah, I don't see that happening. Yeah, probably not, but he said it was like a whole different... Ex- I bet you it causes, he said it's a whole different experience going over here and wrestling. I bet you it causes him to be in America more than it'll change Japanese fans. Okada is all elite. <laughs> uh yeah, the match actually was really good, except for the, the dude that Jericho had his match with back in the day. Yeah, I love so. I watched that the match. Pain, the pain maker versus the rainmaker. Yeah. yeah, I watched that match. It was real good. I like Okada. 
Okada's also had like three 60 minute matches with Kenny Omega. What? <laughs> they're all. I wish I could see an eye roll. They're all good. Yeah, I know. He's built his whole fucking career off those three matches. People pretend he's in the fucking major leagues because he said, Okada carried him to three good 60 minute matches. He saw some good ones with Tanahashi too. Ricky the Dragon went fucking 60 minutes fucking every night of the goddamn week. Like, that shit don't... I mean, it's impressive, but it ain't like you're a fucking over-fucking-made star because of it. Most wrestlers can't even do 15 anymore. (laughs) Be like, you got four minutes, pal. Make it good. (laughs) So. uh, No, the match itself... From watching it, it was real good, except for the fucking finish at the end that they improvised because White just fucking pinned Cole. It's like, stay down because he knew he's fucked up. Mm. Which, from the rumors, we didn't, it wasn't on the rumor thing, but there's another story I read. Adam Cole was actually supposed to walk out as champ that night. That'd be neat. He's a, he, hasn't had a t- he hasn't had that title before, has he? No. I don't think he's ever had an IWGP title. Like, his entire time in New Japan, he had some Ring of Honor championships, but he never had New Japan. Was Red Dragon anywhere around this match? No, they're both injured. Are they? Yeah. Bobby Fish is kayfabe injured from Sting in the chair. Oh. And then Kyle O'Reilly is actually injured. I knew Kyle O'Reilly was injured. Yeah. He's got swollen testicles from a bat. (laughs) (laughs) But no, uh... From the from also that report, we might not see Adam Cole for a while. He so, was already hurt before. Yeah, he has a torn labrum, so he might as well just have surgery to have it fixed while he's sitting out with this fucking concussion. I bet you he sits out long enough that he comes back to NXT with Triple H. If Triple H is taken back over, it wouldn't surprise me. There might be a few guys that go back just because Triple H is back. I mean, if Vince allows him to sign him back, that'd be rough for AEW. That it would be, yeah, that would be true. And then uh, the final of the night, you had John Moxley. Oh, look, there's a breeze against Tana. Somebody Tana. opened the oven door. You opened the oven door? Somebody did. <laughs> I even forgot we were, it was hot in here. <laughs> we're talking about wrestling. It's on a roll, and I got beer. <laughs> Main event: Tanahashi Moxley for the AEW World Championship. Uh, Moxley came out through the crowd like always. Pretty much went the way you expected it. No, I actually figured Tanahashi would win. Yeah, we'd been calling that for a while. It, see, I, fi- I, fig- I figured the IWGP belt would go to an AEW guy and Tanahashi would win the AEW belt and they would hold their belts hostage until Punk came back. Yeah, but that ain't the real belt, so you couldn't do that because given over time, fucking Tony Khan could have both belts and NJPW ain't doing that shit. I, I could see Tony Khan being a good guy and giving it to him, and it was the time to do it, and now you've missed the any of the Forbidden Door New Japan shit being important. Other than you got John Moxley to finally have his match against Tanahashi, which the promo that Tanahashi did that they aired before the match where he's like, John Moxley said he's been chasing me for three years and I've been avoiding him, and he goes... That's not the case. He goes, it took John Moxley three years to finally get on my level. <laughs> and It's not wrong. Mox ain't done much since the fucking, since he lost the belt. 
I mean, he's had a great entrance and good promos and thing good is, matches. Is, thing is, his debut in New Japan Pro Wrestling, he won the United States Championship. Yeah. He beat Juice Robinson for it. I mean, that wasn't that no hill for a climber. <laughs> Juice is a two-time champ. I get it, but he ain't no John Moxley. No, and John Moxley didn't even know the fuck he was because he was literally coming off of being Dean Ambrose. <laughs> he didn't know how the Japan people would take to him or whatever. And he actually wasn't going to come through the crowd either, but Rocky Romero was like, hey, no, dude, that, that shit's bomb. Come over <laughs> here and do it and see what the crowd does. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's not as cool over there because the Japanese crowd just kind of sits there and stares at you. But <laughs> gives you a golf clap. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> no, uh, actually, Rocky Romero's the in-between between Moxley and New Japan whenever he was trying to figure out all that stuff. Oh, yeah. They wanted him to come over and be in the G1 and all that. Was Mox in the G1? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, 2019. I think he beat, I think he beat two people and then lost by count out or something like that. Uh, where we talking? Oh, John Moxley is the brand new champ. He got busted open the hard way, which I don't think he actually planned on bleeding. But uh, that I didn't realize that they collided heads, and that was the reason he was bleeding. I thought he actually bladed, and I'm like, this is fucking unnecessary. <laughs> uh, oh, stop playing with the fucking springs i can't i keep slipping down in this chair <laughs> uh goddamn chairs uh i think i've said uh, a lot uh <laughs> john yeah john good old john mosley's the champ i think he finally gets his run in front of people for a while that's good i mean like this coming wednesday night when he defends the belt against brody king will be the first time that he's defended the belt in front, in front of, of a crowd and the first time he's ever defended the belt outside of Daly's place. <laughs> that, that's, I mean, good for him. He literally won the belt at Revolution in Chicago or Las Vegas. It was Las Vegas. And then COVID happened, and they went strictly to Daly's place for his entire title run. So. Who beat him for that run? Kenny Kid, Omega. Omega. Hmm. And then Omega... Half of his run was in front of Daly's place, too. Right. More than half. No, it was half. Was it? Yes, he wanted a winter's coming. Lost it at full full gear. So, he had it, what, almost a calendar year? Yeah, it was close. Because Moxley beat Kingston at full gear. And then Omega won against Hangman at Full Gear for the number one contendership. And then, like, two weeks later, you had Winter is Coming. And then you had Kenny and Moxley in the Poofy match. That's about, I think that was the first pay per view that I watched back after COVID happened was the Poofy match. I didn't really watch, like, I would, like, catch clips and shit during COVID, but. It was sad. No butts and no seats. There were like 500 butts. <laughs> I mean, I will say... Limit, AW limited, did, limited spacing. AEW made more noise. That's because they put all the wrestlers that 
were already screened in the f- first couple rows. Not that MJF wasn't over before that, but I think he got more over during that era because he was just sitting in the front row heckling everybody. I think if MJF doesn't show back up here quickly, then what the fuck's an MJF? <laughs> no, man. I, honestly, CM Punk and his shit was all-time greats. Like, they could, they could not have him come back for two fucking years. And everybody's going to remember who the fuck he is cause it, with one promo, probably. Like, <clears throat> I'm excited that it's building. Building what? The anticipation. Sting didn't wrestle for a fucking whole calendar year, just showed up in the goddamn. That is true. <laughs> rafters, and everybody went fucking nuts. Calls it the greatest feud in fucking WCW history. I enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it so much, I didn't even know that he wasn't wrestling. <laughs> oh, kind of like Liv Morgan when she won money in the bank. <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, uh, I'm excited to see what Moxley can do on this run. I feel like it's less than, but I'm excited about it. I'd have him beat Punk. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Based on CM Punk's last performance, yes. When he slipped on the top rope and broke his foot? No, 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 no. The one before that. When he was fucking up the punk shock lariats. When he won the belt? <laughs> yeah. That was a terrible match. Yeah, it wasn't Hangman's fault. It was both of them. They was both sloppy. No. <laughs> Hangman had a couple buckshots in the match. Then he the, missed a couple. Well, no, I'm saying in the four-way match at Forbidden Door. Oh. Uh... Adam Cole, I think, hit a Panama Sunrise. Jay White hit a Switchblade. Okada tried to hit a shit ton of Rainmakers and never hit one, but he did hit the uh, fucking big elbow drop. Uh, that was Forbidden Door. John Mosley's the champ. Actually, the ending of the show was kind of shitty. You had it, they were trying to build blood and guts, so they had a bunch of people run out and fucking beat the shit out of each other again. Hmm. So you had Jericho Appreciation Society, and wait, never mind, I can't in the on Forbidden Door. The most important thing happened at Forbidden Door that we didn't even talk about. What? Claudio Castanoli. Oh yeah, he can. he showed up. He's part of fucking. Which part did he show up? He wrestled Zack Saber Jr. Where was that on the card? Like halfway through it, wasn't it? Yeah. They made uh, you watch for about two hours before he showed up. <laughs> I've heard his music's good. Yeah, I enjoy it. He uh, had a good match with Zack Saber Jr. I fucking hate that guy. His hair's grown out a little bit more than Cesaro's. Yeah, he's not completely slicked, bald. Yeah, he's got some fuzz. <laughs> he's a little more rugged. He was he definitely fits the group with the uppercuts and the. Technician wrestling and he's he's an intense wrestler. He fucking uh, Zack Saber Jr. put him in the triangle and then went to the ropes or whatever, and they both tumbled out of the ring and he still held on to the triangle. So Cesaro picked him up and then carried him up the stairs and back into the ring and then power bombed him. Jesus, yeah. The whole time I'm sitting here going. Man, don't tear your bicep or tricep or whatever right now when you first show up, and then you're going to be gone for six months. <laughs> so another debut in all debut wrestling. Yeah, but it was a good one. 
<laughs> because, I mean, Claudio was in the Blood and Guts match, too, which was... He yeah. start he started the match for him. It was that whole match was about Claudio, really. Yeah, figuring. I think when Moxley got in the ring, it was on a commercial. Like, okay, here's here's the biggest thing. Why didn't Tony pay for an hour of continuous TV for a blood and guts match? <laughs> he he went to picture in picture, and half the main shit happened. In, Vince does that shit, man. He don't pay for fucking half of the fucking. Ma- main things that happened in the match happened during picture and picture and you're trying to watch that little bitty screen but you're not going to pay attention to it that's when you're surfing on your phone going oh when it comes back to full screen i'm going to watch it <laughs> like i'm th- pretty sure moxley came into the fucking ring during picture and picture that's the only little bit of wrestling i've watched this week was and the last also, 20 minutes of that match then you also let your world champion go into the ring fucking third <laughs> on the team like okay because reese and cohen were watching it with me and Reese is like, when's Chris Jericho going to get in this match? I'm like, he ain't going in until the end. I'm like, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure Moxley ain't going in until the end, too. And then Claudio went in. And then I think Ortiz or Yuta went in. And then Moxley went in. And I'm like, what in the hell are they doing? You want to injure another champ? <laughs> Come on. And then he's taking fucking falls on the tacks. Busting his head open again. Stabbing people with a fucking fork. Seen that. The fucking he, kendo he's take, stick got busted open. Started stabbing them motherfuckers with a half a kendo stick. He's he's taking the fucking lion tamer and a or laying on top of tacks. <laughs> you could tell he was sketchy about climbing the scaffolding to get onto the cage, though. To the top of the war games cage? Yeah. It was blood and guts cage. Oh. Can't say war games. Jericho said that... Uh, Taking the big swing on top of that thing was one of the scarier moments of his career. <laughs> Claudio stumbles, you're both gone. Right. And I've seen him stumble. And he's making himself dizzy while he does it, so. Yeah. Sam, they didn't fuck up the big drop this time. Like, they shot it the way they should. Sammy hit the table, and they're like, oh, look, he's dead. And then they panned they off of him. They didn't show the boxes underneath, like yeah. when Sting came off the ledge. Or when Jack. Uh, Hardy came off the ledge. They didn't show it like Jericho last year, where he's laying there trying to play dead with cardboard and an air mattress. <laughs> and yeah, took the mankind bump better than fucking Shane McMahon. That's for sure. Claudio got the win for the team. Made Matt Menard tap out with the clover leaf on top of the cage, as Kingston was also doing his chicken wing Is submission. That a clover leaf. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, was a sharpshooter. No, it was the Texas Cloverleaf. Uh, Santana got hurt in the match. Like, he literally got in the ring, did, like, one backbreaker. Then you see his knee buckle, and then he laid on the apron for the rest of the match. Is Santana the bald one? No, that's Ortiz. That's Tito. Tito. <laughs> he's the one that's pissed off about life. Yeah. He's probably he's going to be the one that's leaving. Uh, you had what else happened in that match? I mean, Daniel Garcia fucking bled everywhere. The 2.0 guys bled everywhere. Yeah, I didn't hardly see any of them. I mean, I only watched the last 20 minutes, but everybody's bleeding by that point. Well, that's that's because uh, pretty sure what Moxley stabbed one of them with a fork. He pile drove one of them onto top of broken glass. 
Pilot drove another one on top of tax. Like, you three are in the match to take an ass beating. That's all we need you for. <laughs> I, mean, I was waiting for a pizza cutter. They didn't really use Jake Hager the way they probably should have against Claudio. They were the two big men. They were former tag team partners. Yeah, I know. And they didn't even have anything to do with that either. They didn't like make a reference or any of that crap. Like, I mean, I wouldn't reference that shit. Well, no, either. we're kind of, kind of. It's like, well, these two at least know each other very well. <laughs> right. They didn't do most of that. You had Regal on commentary the whole time, which was good. That's what I'm saying, man in the mask. Yeah. You had JR come out for it. Fail Factory. Oh. Marathon. <laughs> you're, a, you're a Fail Factory Marathon. Uh, then, uh, since they had the two rings put together, and of course they did Dynamite, and then they went into Rampage. Uh, they yeah, had, how's that work? Did Rampage have two cages the whole fucking... They just took the ring, but they just took the cage back up, and they had it set up to where the cage came down. And then they picked it back up, and they just wrestled the whole show with two rings. Which they did a battle royal, twenty man uh, winner is the new number one contender to John Moxley. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brody King was in it. Darby, Hangman. Uh, Uh, you had Caster, Dante Martin, uh, Swerve, Keith Lee. I mean, they had the normal people that they throw in the Battle Royals. Except for they did 10 men in this ring and 10 men in this ring, and they gave them colors, and you either were in the red ring or the blue ring. Of and, course they did. And then as soon as it was down to one guy, you when the two guys were there's only one guy left for each ring then they had a battle royal in both rings you weren't eliminated until you were thrown out of one <laughs> could you be thrown from one into the other and be eliminated no because Brody King threw Darby from <coughs> one to the other the Brody King won he goes up against John Moxley I've been wondering why fucking Brody King's got a title shot this whole time I'm like what they just picked him at random no he won the battle royal he goes against John Moxley next Wednesday night on Dynamite. We also get a TNT title match next Wednesday night on Dynamite. Wardlow and Scorpio Sky in a street fight. I they could have had a regular wrestling match. Made no fucking sense. Like they had a backstage segment. It makes more sense than fucking twenty on one fucking power bomb getting pinned on your stomach shit. Well, that is true, but I mean, you didn't have to be like, oh, since you think you're such a tough guy, how about we make it a street fight? <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if MJF made Wardlow or not. He kind of squandered that shit. They squandered it whenever he's like, oh, I don't want to go for the world title. Right. Why would I want to go for the world title? Be like, because you're the number one fucking contender. Of course you want to go for the world title. You should have had Wardlow versus John Moxley. Yeah, that'd make more sense. Well, that would have made more sense two months ago. Well, no, John Mosley versus Wardlow for the number one contender that goes to fucking Forbidden Door. Well, then you want to have 900 Japanese people on matches. 
Then he would have had Tanahashi versus whoever to go to Forbidden Door. <laughs> Actually, I think it was against Goto. Goto was on a rampage. Him and Yoshi Hashi had a match against the Young Bucks. If they beat the Young Bucks, they got a shot at the AEW World Championships. They lost. So they're going back to Japan. <laughs> Empty handed. Loser leaves town match. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, you also had the. Uh, you had Daddy Ass turn on the Ass Boys on uh, Dynamite. That's interesting. They had uh, Danhausen with FTR taking on the Ass Boys and Max Caster. <laughs> Danhausen, they the Ass Boys challenged Danhausen to a six man tag match. He could pick anybody he wanted, and he comes out and he goes, I, you know the. That the ass boys challenged me to a wrestling match. I could pick any people that I want. I, I don't know. I found this tag team in the back. I think they're good. They may be good. I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, "Who is it?" And FTR's music hits. Have we seen Dan Hasen's teeth come out yet? No. Hmm. He did try to do the go to sleep on one of them, and they reversed it on him. <laughs> he ain't big enough to do that. That's his finishing move. Dan Hasen's finishing moves the GTS. Yeah. That's why that's why CM Punk has to pay him royalties. <laughs> Pepsi Man uses my finishing move. <laughs> is, uh, he's the only one that gets a pass in AEW for being stupid. Well, only because they're not trying to push him in the main event. Well, yeah, he's not a main event guy. He's a good wrestler. He's so, just as good a wrestler as Orange Cassidy is, and he's well, about the same size. That's true. No, no, it's not. He's a little shorter. Dan Housen's seven foot, 300 pounds. <laughs> I heard it from Justin Roberts. Uh, I wish I wish the microphone would pick up eye rolls and head shakes. Uh, Anthony Bowens actually isn't injured. He went into the ring to hit Dan Housen with the crush. Is it been a stick this whole time? You think he just recovered? He's recovered now. He went to hit, he went to hit Dan Housen with the crutch and accidentally hit Austin and then an Danhausen covers him for the pen and scuffle in the ring and Austin pushes uh Bowens and uh Daddy Ass pushes Austin and Billy Gunn's a member of the acclaimed. This is interesting. I, it gets fucking the ass boys away from being the ass boys. They're still the ass boys. Yeah, I mean, but they have a chance to fucking put on an intense wrestling series of matches and have, overcome the comedy shtick. Have a rivalry with the acclaimed. Right. And then it could be a whole fucking, like, daddy fucking son issue thing at the same time. And that shit could get serious. Still one of my favorite parts is scissor me daddy ass. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy Gunn can fucking do the comedy shtick and get away with it. Yeah. And still be a bad motherfucker in the ring. Yeah, he's Billy Gunn. Right. He's the man's man. <laughs> Ask Clint. He ain't here to talk about him. No, Clint does have a crush on Billy Gunn. He does. That's all I got for AEW this week. Well, I mean, it was a lackluster week in AEW. He had two big shows. What are you talking about? I mean, first of all, AEW only has medium-sized shows. <laughs> but You had a special, man. <laughs> you had blood yeah. and guts. Blood and Guts and Road Rager. We were a Road Rager. I know. They need to stop fucking naming these shows, to be honest with you. Like, I get it's a title and shit, but, like, are they going to have, like, Road Rager 2 next year and shit? Like, they have Road Rager every year. Yeah, it's ignorant. Like, you don't remember Road Rager last year? 
I don't think so. They have ba- they have beach break every year, and they have winter's coming, and yeah. yeah. The next one will be actually the next one's Grand Slam, which is at Arthur Ashe Stadium again. And the people there said hopefully they don't have the same card issue that they had last year. <laughs> yeah, well they couldn't fucking eat or drink while they were there. I mean, shit happens. Especially, especially when you don't take cash. <laughs> You had cash and they wouldn't accept it at fucking... No, no, no. My card wouldn't swipe at the fucking one beer tent that was closest to us. Yeah, but I'm saying you you had cash, didn't you? Did I? No. I thought you had some cash and they wouldn't accept cash. They would only accept a card. No, no. They My card got denied and fucking Clint fucking ended up paying like 35 bucks for... <laughs> she was like, hey, I'll put a double shot in it if... Yeah give us a huge tip and so i was like okay here's this huge tip blah blah, blah. and then i was like clint fucking pay for this and it's like 35 bucks for two for two jack and cokes like, yeah let's not do that again <laughs> yeah no you guys didn't drink the rest of the show i drank plenty enough for you i did drink the rest of the show motherfucker you threw like four beers at me right at the end i was double fisting for like all of rampage <laughs> you were fine <laughs> i was double fisting for all of it so you'll be okay He's got a man up and drink him. <laughs> All right, Money in the Bank, WWE this week. Um, we already talked about John Cena's fucking shit. That's the only thing that happened on actual. Money, Money in the Bank was suspiciously good, right? Yeah. They, Kick, do that. they do that every now and then. Actually, their last three pay-per-views have, since WrestleMania, have only been like six matches. They're like two and a half to three hours long. Just enough to get you excited. And all the wrestling and shit has actually been real good. Well, I mean, the wrestling usually is good there, but... And they haven't, re- they haven't really been doing a lot of stupid finishes and sh- shit, so... No roll-ups? No. There was not a single roll-up on WWE TV this week? Not at Money in the Bank. <laughs> I was going to say, they didn't escape an entire week of programming without it. Well, I wasn't talking about programming this week because nothing really happened besides John Cena coming back. Oh. That's all that happened. I, I'll take your word for it. I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I was excited. I couldn't see him, but I was excited. Ha, 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 ha. That's right. Uh, Money in the Bank, that's our, re- that's our Raw recap this week. Ha, 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 ha. That actually is your Raw recap this week. <laughs> I I uh, I had to go back and look up his orange suit after Chris Ray was talking about it, and I think I've been, you know, I might be, I might tune into a couple episodes of Raw coming up soon. I think Seth Rollins is hitting a groove with that shit. Seth has been one of the best things. Yeah, yeah I mean, since Cody came back, losing too, so that says something. Yeah, he lost the money in the bank, too. <laughs> uh, He's lost at every pay-per-view, right? Since WrestleMania? Did he win at WrestleMania? Lost at WrestleMania. Lost at Royal Rumble. Well, actually, he won at Royal Rumble by disqualification. Oh, yeah. So the title doesn't change. Uh, did Was he that Seth versus Robin? Yeah. Because he came out with the shield music and came through the fucking crowd. Yeah. And we were looking for him and he was right in fucking front of us. <laughs> it's like, where's he at? Where's it? Ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Pay-per-view kicked off. The women's Money in the Bank match. You had Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi. Um, did I say Becky Lynch? Yeah, I did say Becky Lynch, didn't I? Asuka. Um, yeah, I can't think of it right now. Should have probably wrote it down. I didn't write it on the paper. It was uh, all in the match. Liv Morgan was not. Liv Morgan was in it. It was it was Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, Oscar, Becky Lynch, Raquel Rodriguez, uh, Shotzi. There were seven of them. There was uh, Lacey Evans. Liv Morgan wasn't really in the match, though. No, I remember her coming to the ring, and then she won it, and I'm like, I don't even remember being in the match until she climbed the fucking ladder and grabbed the briefcase. <laughs> Like, Oscar uh, took a nasty bump on the fucking ladder from Becky. I think I called Oscar, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Shotzi was stumbling around the whole fucking match looking horrible. Ra- Raquel Rodriguez was the tank and took a lot of damage. Lacey Evans did a women's right to somebody off the ladder. Um, it was good. For what it was, Liv. I mean, it was payoff for later in the night. Yeah, Liv. Liv was Miss Money in the Bank. She later cashed in on Ronda Rousey. So how? Well, I guess we'll get to it when we get to the end of the card. How, how what? How? I mean, Ronda Rousey's the baddest woman on the planet. Did she just come off a match or something, and yeah, she had a match against Natalia. <laughs> but it was shit. But that whole match was shit. That was actually pretty good. It was them trying to get each other to submit the whole match. So it was Natalia working around his knee. And did she actually get a fucking sharpshooter in? Not really. <laughs> yeah, Natalia's not good in the ring. I kind of didn't notice it until Clint was pointing it out to me weekly for she years. Was, she was passable last night. I don't know if Ronda Rousey should be tired enough in a match against Natalia to lose to Liv Morgan. She injured her knee. Oh. Like, when the match ended, she was, like, holding herself up by the fucking ring ropes and all that, selling the knee injury, and Liv's music hit. And I instantly... Did she do a knee knee block chop? No. Actually, she cashes in and charges at Ronda, and Ronda puts her in the fucking uh, ankle lock. (laughs) And then Liv reverses it, and... Hits her with some move and rolls her up real quick for one, two, three. Hmm. Like, you're selling a knee injury and you didn't have her tap out from a knee. She can't be too strong, pal. Well, that's true. Thing is, though, you now have a Raw wrestler as the SmackDown Women's Champion. <laughs> so it's We're still keeping track of that. So, yeah, there's still a brand split, technically. Unless you want to have Liv wrestle Bianca and you can just combine those belts together too. You just have Bianca become Probably champion. ought to if they're going to only have six match fucking pay-per-views and shit and not split everything. Eh. You, had, you had the men's match, the women's match. You had Bianca and Carmella, which Bianca retains the title. You had the Usos and the Street Profits for the tag team championships. The only two tag teams in WWE currently. They brought the Viking Raiders back as heels, and they actually look pretty decent right now. 
the Usos retain the belts, but there's probably going to be a rematch because the Montez Ford's shoulder was off the fucking mat the whole time. Paul Heyman come out with the Usos? No. Is he on a Brock Lesnar schedule again, too? Yeah, whenever Roman shows up, he shows up. Um, Yeah, Theory and Bobby Lashley for the United States title, which Bobby beat Theory with the Hurt Lock. So Bobby Lashley is the new United States champion. Did the match look make Theory look weak? No. Like well, good. I mean, it would have been easy to theory. do. Like Theory looked good the whole match, and Bobby actually threw Theory up and caught him in a hurt lock and made him give up. Hmm. And then Bobby kicked out of a bunch of moves, like everything that fucking Theory was throwing at him. It was a good match. Made me actually like Bobby Lashley. So I'm not a Bobby Lashley fan. I've been like... But, but Theory has that face of I just want to fucking punch him in the face. <laughs> so I've been sad about Bobby Lashley's return to WWE since it happened. He's been the world champ. His heel work in fucking TNA was perfect. He'd like it. He's got this shtick about him that he can't he can't be on the, he's not good on the mic or whatever that motherfucker is good on the mic. He's perfectly fine without MVP. I think so too. They just let need to let him turn full heel and fucking cut heel promos. Well, now shit. now he's a face right now <sighs> because of the almost MVP bullcrap. Yeah, and just because you get turned on doesn't mean you're you turn face. Well, I mean people are cheering him and he's the almighty. Like hero right now instead of the almighty. Yeah. Um. I guess on SmackDown, I guess I can say that fucking L.A. Knights, Max Dupree, people finally showed up, and it was <laughs> it was Mace and Mansoor. And but it's like Mace and fuck, he changed their names and made it all sound fucking professional, like model, people. like models, yeah. Uh, and then they you only count that as good or a highlight because you've watched them in fucking 2.0 forever it took two months for them to fucking show up come on <laughs> okay money in the bank coming back uh, what the fuck was the other match you have the two women's titles the tag team titles the US title and the two ladder matches okay so the men's ladder match yeah, you had Omos, Riddle, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, um, Madcap Moss, and was that his first match back? Who? Madcap Moss. No, he's had a few with Corbin. He was hurt, wasn't he? Yeah, they were doing the whole Corbin and him feud, hurting each other back and forth. Mm. And then they added Austin Theory as all the competitors were in the ring. Why? Didn't even give you an explanation? Was there somebody missing? Because we've had such a great night that instead of giving you seven competitors, we've decided to give you eight competitors. <laughs> That's sad. And they gave it to Austin Theory, <laughs> who lived Morgan most of the match. <laughs> <laughs> who lived Morgan? You're in the match and didn't you weren't on TV for most of it. <laughs> like in the men's match, you actually had almost climb a ladder, which was kind of impressive. 
And pointless, because he could probably reach up and grab it. Nah, he's got to go about two or three rungs, and then he can. <laughs> uh, yeah, Riddle give Seth Rollins an RKO off the top of the ladder. Almost reaching for the titles like you stocking toilet paper on top of the freezer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I just got to have that little step stool sometimes. <laughs> it's not a step stool. I just open the door and jump on the case. <laughs> but either way. Uh you had Seamus and... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, you got to pardon the south side here sometimes. That's fine. Sometimes lawnmowers like to drive down the street. <laughs> That's fine. You had Seamus and uh, Drew McIntyre doing their thing, beating up people. Uh, you had Seth... Oh, Sammy Zayn was in the match, too. You had Sammy picking and choosing his spots to try to get up the ladder and get in the briefcase so nobody can challenge Roman Reigns because he's the honorary oos. Of the bloodline. Um, you had Sheamus and uh, Drew McIntyre do the bludgeon chops to the chest on Theory. And they were both taking turns back and forth. And then they decided that one of the other one got more hits than the other one. So then they started fighting each other again. <laughs> uh, you had almost get buried under about 20 ladders. To keep him down for a while. I mean, he had Riddle doing his shit. He had Rollins doing his shit. Uh, you had what? You had uh, everybody besides Austin Theory pick up Omos and powerbomb him through the announce table. Damn. Uh, and then, yeah, you had Riddle at the end of the night sneak up the fucking ladder and win the belt. Well, win the... He snuck up. Did he take a selfie while he was grabbing for the belt? He took a selfie after he grabbed the briefcase. (laughs) Of course he did. Oh, springs. Why do I not have this spring popping problem at Clint's house? Because your microphone is normally the opposite direction. I play with it all the time, though. I have no idea. It just doesn't like it today. (laughs) It's too hot, motherfucker. No, you had... You had them doing all their fucking spots and stuff. I mean, Money in the Bank, I'd give it four out of five. It was good. It's good. Like, I don't like Austin Theory, but I know that you gotta fucking have him win so people can... You gotta start building the future, and I don't see him beating fucking Roman Reigns for the cashing in on Roman Reigns. I've seen that meme with, like, Roman Reigns' smirk-ass face, like, Roman Reigns when Austin Theory cashes in. Like, you're gonna have have to have Brock or Drew or somebody beat Roman and then fucking Theory run down and fucking Drew ain't on that level. I know you want him to be on that level, but Drew is not on that level. I'm just saying, they got, like, a perfect opportunity in fucking (laughs) England to do it. (laughs) You can have fucking Drew win in a fucking great, in a battle, and the next thing you know, A-Town down, and fucking he wins the belt, and then Roman can fucking Superman punch him later, like a week later, and win the belt back. Because <laughs> now everybody's just hanging out, waiting for Cody to come back. Nine months. Man. Actually, they had an interview with Cody on Raw. Asked him how his surgery and shit went, and he's like, well, thanks to Seth Rollins, he goes... It's now nine months, but we'll see about that. <laughs> Seen that uh, Brandy Rhodes was getting into ring shape. Why? I don't know because she never did wrestle on WWE, right? I don't think so. I think Tony Khan's the one that let. Well, she was a fucking ring announcer, wasn't she? 
for NXT, right? Yeah, like Eden Styles or yeah, Eden. Something like that. Yeah. I know. I just read an article that says she's training. She won't. Well, good luck to Brandy Rhodes on her training then. Uh, <laughs> that was Money in the Bank WWE this week. Uh, I actually do have a top 10 list. Actually, it's top 15 if you want to count it that way. It's the top five worst cash-ins and the top 10 best cash-ins in the history of Money in the Bank. It's just five of the bad ones thrown into the top 10. Yeah. Actually, they go to the five worst ones first, and then it goes into the... 10. 10. And this is according to Bleacher Report. So we'll start with the worst ones. Uh, number five was John Cena in uh, 2012. Who did he cash in on? He uh, announced a cash in ahead of time like RVD did. Oh, yeah. And it was against CM Punk. I do remember that. And Big Show intervened and he lost the title. <laughs> if you yeah. Lost the title show, yeah. I do remember that. I don't know why that's a worse, a bad one though. Like I was pumped about it. Like that's great, motherfucker didn't cash in. That's what he deserves. Because it's got an eighty-five percent working rate. <laughs> so Cena's part of the fifteen percent that didn't work. Uh, number four, you had Damian Sandow in two thousand thirteen. I forgot he was even a. A uh, lot of people had the fucking curse of the. Money in the bank. He tried to cash in against John Cena. Didn't go very well for him, I'm assuming. No. He uh he tried to cash in on October twenty eighth, twenty thirteen on an episode of Raw. Uh so much so that no one believed he would beat John Cena one night after the top star in the industry returned at Hell in a Cell. Uh he in, or he targeted the previously injured tricep of Cena. He was unsuccess, unsuccessful in dethroning him and would soon be a running joke on the show rather than a main eventer for not being able to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase. Number three, you have Braun Strowman in 2018. Braun! That's unsanctioned. To the pit. Ready to go to the pit? We're going to the pit. No. Uh, he tried to cash in against Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell. I vaguely remember that. It says uh, any any shred of momentum he had built for himself was erased the moment he turned heel, and any shot he had a sustaining main event push evaporated when Brock Lesnar interrupted the Monster Among Men championship match with the big dog. So... <sighs> <laughs> when they're talking about any momentum he may have built up, they're talking about fucking pushing semis over and fucking lifting ambulances and shit. Like he never had any real like staying power or main event run in him. I mean, he was a he's he's won the universal title once. Yeah, he's fucking giant Gonzalez. Yeah, he's a little shorter. <laughs> Uh, he had Alberto Del Rio in 2011. His uh, cash-in ranks below the or just below the worst ever because of the ramifications it had on the hottest superstar in the industry at the time. Are they calling Alberto Del Rio the hottest? CM Punk had just successfully defended the WWE Championship against John Cena in the main event at SummerSlam, 
when Kevin Nash hobbled down to the circle or the squared circle, dropped him with a jackknife power bomb, and Del Rio came out of nowhere to cash in and win the gold. Punk, who single-handedly sparked interest in an industry at a time where it's been high school for years, saw his momentum st- or yeah momentum stunted to benefit the one-dimensional Del Rio and jumpstart the feud between Triple H and Kevin Nash. It was bad booking then, and in hindsight, even worse now. That's what that's what this article or paragraph said. I, I mean, I I don't disagree. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> and then, uh, number I fucking, that was me that sent the text message. <laughs> and then number one is Baron Corbin in 2017. Who is the first person to not cash in? Uh, Alberto Del Rio in 2011. Was it? It looks like. At least according to the worst of all time. Uh, Corbin in 2017. Uh, his cash-in is an example of backstage politics interfering with smart booking. In an attempt to punish him for comments he made during a meeting, Corbin was booked to cash in his briefcase only to be defeated by Jinder Mahal in short order. His credibility shot, it would take nearly an entire year to rebuild himself into some one fans could buy into in a hope or in a high profile role. I, I I know who was the first. I forgot all about him. Who is it? Mister Kennedy. Kennedy. They don't talk about that motherfucker no more when they talk about Money in the Bank. He was like the start of the Money in the Bank curse. Like he'd win it, you'd be the next big. It's like debuting in AEW. Like you can win the, <laughs> you can win the fucking, you get a title shot, but you're gonna lose to the champ. <laughs> <clears throat> this makes no sense because it says it's the top 10 fucking best cash-ins, but it starts at number eight. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is Sports a t- key to not good at math. This is a top th- 13. This is Bleacher Report. <laughs> oh, sorry. So this is a top eight. <laughs> <laughs> you got Carmella. And With t- two honorable mentions. <laughs> no. You, you got Carmella in 2018. She uh, successfully cashed in her Money in the Bank briefcase nine months after she won it, uh, capitalizing on a two-on-one beatdown dealt to uh, the current champ at the time, Charlotte Flair, at the hands of the debuting Iconics. She shouldn't even have the fucking Money in the Bank to begin with, with all that shit. She's a a two-time Money in the Bank winner. Wasn't that uh, the first ever woman's Money in the Bank and fucking James Wellsworth actually won it? But they gave it to Carmella? I think so. <laughs> was that before you started watching again? Yeah. Yeah, it was. But, you uh, missed the whole... That's why you're not a Carmella fan. You missed the whole F-A-B-A-L-O-U-S. No, no, I've seen videos of it. I'm not a fan of Carmella right now because Corey Graves pisses me off. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth about her and just fucking do your job. <laughs> Clinton don't like her because she's a homewrecker. Corey married her. It's all right now. <laughs> uh, number seven, you got The Miz in 2010. Uh, uh, shit. Give me a second. I'm going to get attacked by a fly. <laughs> the Miz's WWE Championship run is one of those chapters of a particular title history fans want to forget 
though very little fault of his own. That's what it says. Uh, he cashed in on Randy Orton uh, after the Viper barely retained the WWE title over Wade Barrett. He capitalized on injuries suffered and delivered a skull-crushing finality to pick up the win. Which, didn't that lead to him and Cena at WrestleMania? Yeah, I believe so. So The, the WrestleMania that you don't want to talk about. The beginning of the end. Beginning of the end? That was the beginning and end of that phase. Like, shit didn't get popular again until fucking Dana Bryan, WrestleMania 30. There was like a good four WrestleManias that didn't fucking matter in there. Except for once in a lifetime, but twice in a lifetime. That was the beginning of all that bullshit. Where the fuck these flies come from? I don't know. I don't know. You must fucking taste like shit. I ain't got no flies on me. You're smoking. <laughs> <laughs> 2006 or number cigarette. <laughs> no, bruh. <laughs> uh, number six would be CM Punk in 2008. Just 24 hours after a Night of Champions pay per view in which he narrowly defeated Batista to retain the World Heavyweight Championship, Edge found himself on the receiving end of a Batista bomb as the rated R superstar this is the World Heavyweight his, title, right? Struggled to his feet. CM Punk rushed to the ring with the Money in the Bank briefcase that he captured three months earlier at WrestleMania and officially cashed it in. I go to sleep and the referee's three count later, Punk had the Red Brand's most coveted title. I'm pretty sure he kept it for a very little while and then John Morrison won it. It was his, uh, I'm pretty sure that was uh, when fucking Serena Deeb was with him. He had long hair then. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm positive it was then for the world heavyweight title and then fucking they get to WrestleMania next year and Vince's like, not on the show, pal, sorry. <laughs> As the world heavyweight title champion. Uh, man, what did he do after that? I can't remember. That was uh, That's on the best list? Yep. I think they just put the worst one, like well, worst part of, meaning part, you didn't win. Well, part of this list is for in. you to shit on it. <laughs> I'm just saying they, they, they fucking put some good ones in. Like, just because you didn't cash in and win doesn't mean it wasn't good TV. That was just shit terrible. Yes, he fucking cashed it in successfully, but probably the lowest point of CM Punk's career, in my opinion. I can agree with that. <laughs> Number five was uh, RVD in 2006 calling a shot against Cena at One Night Stand ECW. Yeah, that was the shit. Too bad he got fucking pulled over with fucking Sabu the next night with fucking coke and heroin and the fucking, or coke and fucking weed in the car and fucking. Lost both belts. Pretty much hasn't wrestled on a consistent basis since. Unless you count TNA. He has, the, he has on the indies. Yeah. And he got fat too. And he married a really ugly chick. His run after that in TNA is the laziest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm a huge RVD fan. He's the whole damn show. <laughs> uh, number four, it's your boy Dino in 2016. Dean Ambrose won the Money in the Bank on June night or yeah June nineteenth, so Chunky's birthday, Juneteenth, <laughs> 2016, and wasted a little time capitalizing on the briefcase. That night in his new hometown of Las Vegas, he cashed in immediately following Seth Rollins' victory over Roman Reigns. Yeah, dude, I remember that shit. That shit was awesome. That was the pay-per-view that all three members of The Shield 
held the world championship. That's better than anything AEW has done. Roman walked in as champ, Seth won it, and then John walked out as champ. Yeah, that was better than anything AEW's put on ever. You need to tell Tony Khan to up his game then. <laughs> Sign Seth. He ain't doing shit besides. <laughs> He's all they got right now. <laughs> Unless you want to go with Austin Theory. I mean, you had Miz, AJ Styles, and somebody else all fucking lose in a qualifying match. You know, hold on. Not to get off on a tangent. Not like our show's known for us getting off on tangents. Well, there's a lot of tangents. I thought <laughs> I thought of this earlier. There's another reason that I fucking can't stand Forbidden Door and why it's non-canon and shit. Okay. Because the fucking best Japanese strong style fucking wrestler is not even fucking a part of it. That's because he works for WWE. Right. Like, it's a watered down version of what the Forbidden Door would be cool if they would actually do. And I don't think Shinsuke is going anywhere. I mean, why would you? He's comfortable. Why would you? I mean, you're getting paid. Doing what you love. Paid more than you've ever been paid before. Shitty part, too, is if he left WWE, he'd have to go back to Japan and wait for his visa for his new working company. Oh, so he, he would disappear for quite a while. How long does that take? Like three to six months normally. Hmm. That's why Pac's fucking been off TV forever. He won a fucking championship and we didn't even see him. <laughs> I mean... That's why the Iconics were gone as long as they were. That's why Josh Alexander had to go back to fucking Canada. He came back real fast, though. Well, that's because he got tired of working construction already. (laughs) Uh, Who was the other one? There's another one recently that had to go home, and then we didn't see him for a while. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Also, another tangent. (laughs) Malachi Black didn't fit into that just for the fact he's married to an American. Yeah. Where the fuck was Walter this whole fucking pay-per-views and shit? I thought Vince was high on his ass. He's hanging out with the Intercontinental title somewhere. They didn't have a storyline for him. And the Intercontinental title wasn't on fucking a pay-per-view again. Nope. Hasn't been for like a year. <clears throat> More than that. Well, I know. It was a just... full calendar year like fucking eight episodes ago. Well, I, was, I was giving you a ballpark estimate. <sighs> He's the only part that's exciting to me at all. His name's Gunter. Gunter. <laughs> Gunter, the fucking ring general. The barista. I mean, if you want to go. That's the wrong Gunter, isn't it? I mean, well, if he dyed Walter's hair blonde, <laughs> it might work. <laughs> All you right, sorry. Cha- you can change Ludwig's name to Rachel. <laughs> 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 All right, we'll get a number. You can see fucking Walter. Fucking followed him around the ring the whole time. <laughs> oh fuck! Don't fucking say that out loud. We can't even release this podcast now, just because Bruce Pritchard might hear that shit and fucking pitch it at a meeting. And ha ha, pal, that's fucking gold. Maybe I can be the next Vince Russo. Get the die. All right, I gotta go to fucking hair dyes R S. <laughs> All right, number three. He had Edge in two thousand six. Edge was the inaugural Money in the Bank winner at WrestleMania 21. I think that's the only one that was even worth a fuck. I don't even know what number two and number one could be. And I don't even like Edge. I don't think a lot of people like Edge. I mean, his, his group turned on him. 
I mean, like ever. I've never liked them. Like, and then they got demoted to main event. <laughs> You're gonna be pissed when he debuts with them. And they're carrying lanterns. I don't really care. <laughs> Rhea, Rhea Ripley can uh, go back to be in the solo act. Uh, who the hell did he beat? Uh, let's see. Cena, right? Give me a second. I gotta read it. Da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, he beat he beat John Cena. That's what I thought. Fresh out of the elimination chamber. <coughs> the ultimate opportunist. That's the only one that's ever fucking made sense. Because you just beat five no. other guys in the elimination chamber. I know what's number two and number one. Well, I know at least one of the next two, if that's number three. All right. Well, what do you think number two is there, buddy? I mean, I would put it at number one. Unless it is at number one. But Seth Rollins, fucking Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins is number two. Are they? Brock 2015, the greatest heist in history at WrestleMania. The very first Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar match. Yeah, now we got it. Brock what, versus what year Roman. was that? 2015. It's been seven motherfucking years. This is as bad as John Cena and Randy Orton at this point. <sighs> this is the third live event I went to this year that I'm going to see fucking Brock and Roman <laughs> at SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. That was a good one, though. That was shit. I didn't see it coming. Like, that was the beginning of wrestling being good again. For a couple of years, till it got bad again. <laughs> I have no issue with Seth Rollins having the belt ever. I mean, that's the only time that Seth Rollins' character has even fucking made sense, really. Like, part of the authority, fucking, he didn't, he didn't sell out. He cashed in. Fucking, like, that whole payoff. It was sweet coming off of Daniel Bryan's fucking WrestleMania 30 bullshit with Randy Orton and everything. It was good. That was a good time to be a wrestling fan for the right reasons. I've seen it. I didn't watch it live, but I've seen the. I've went back and watched it. Was that 31? Whatever 15 was. So that was 30 then. No, that was 31. Because, well, this year will be 39. So was it 32? Something like that. I don't know. Vince can't do fucking math when it comes to those things anyway, figuring. <laughs> so the first WrestleMania was 85. Or wait, no, 83. 83. So this year would be. I guess I got the math right eventually. <laughs> it's WrestleMania 39 now. So hey, it doesn't make sense to me either. I know. And then uh, number one. What do you think number one is? I honestly have no fucking clue. Mr. Kennedy, Dolph Ziggler in 2013, uh, with the heavyweight title again. Yeah, it was good. That was the last time Dolph Ziggler. I have literally spent since that fucking day, like being excited every time Dolph Ziggler has the upper hand, and being like, "Nah, he'll never be champ Dolph. again. He's injury prone." Dolph. But he's been fucking wrestling this whole time. Dolph cashed in against a battered up Alberto Del Rio. That was a good shit. I've always been a Dolph Ziggler fan. Overcoming the resiliency of his opponent and twisting of his ankle injury, Ziggler escaped an armbar and put Del Rio away with a zigzag for the win and the title. 
the roof blow off the arena as the or as many of the same fans who chanted we want Ziggler one night earlier at WrestleMania got their wish and alongside or celebrated alongside the show off. Is he still around? What Ziggler? Yeah. Yeah. Still part of the dirty dogs? No. Motherfucker's been coming out with his glorious music again. Has Ziggler done jack shit since Bobby Rooted started coming out to Glorious no, and, again? And they're having they're actually having uh they're having Bobby Roode work with uh, Veer to help Veer become a better heel. So like house shows, they have Bobby come out to uh, his glorious shit, and then he jobs out to Veer as he's in the ring. Like you can see, he's telling him, "Hey, let's do this, and you do this, and you do this." <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing that makes sense to me. As a matter of fact, now that we are talking about it, like somehow some stipulation gets added to a fucking middle of a fucking match just like austin theory and shit that's who should end roman reigns's fucking runs dolph ziggler i'd mark the fuck out i like dolph (laughs) (laughs) on all the video games and shit always have win titles all the time there was a i can't remember there's i mean this had to have been 2016 2017 or whatever dino and dino and him had a match and like uh i you know i was going hard on fucking dino at the time i almost named my kid dino in 2016 and uh which in his book he talks about the nimeth brothers really they uh they had a real badass match and fucking dino made him look alive again and like halfway through the match i'm cheering for dolph ziggler and like i was watching with my parents and angie and little baby deke and uh like, I was like, oh, my God, fucking Dolph Ziggler actually has a fucking chance when Dino had his title reign or whatever, and and then he did not. My dad was calling me a tree. He's like, oh, motherfucker, you've been talking about Dean Ambrose forever. Now you're going to go back to be, or now you're going to fucking turn on him and be a Dolph Ziggler fan? I'm like, dude, I've been a Dean, I've been a Ziggler fan way longer. He's <laughs> been around a lot longer. <laughs> but uh, that's all I got this week, so I think it's that time of the show where you didn't even watch wrestling this week, so you no, didn't. No, I definitely pick, have a high spot. You can't pick out a high spot. No, week. I definitely have a high spot. Oh, okay. That's Edge coming back as Bray Wyatt. That hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've got the Latino heat, the fucking... You don't even know if it's Edge yet. I, I mean, know. it's already been spoiled. It's going to be Edge, but you don't know it's Edge yet. I read a report. Yeah, so did... Sitting one, on a recap. So so did three other million marks. <laughs> Uh, it's weird though because they do the hat and then fucking show the light bulb and shit. It's like that's pretty quiet. The best part shit. is after they did that promo during the pay per view, like they showed it, and then the announcers are like, "What was that shit? I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> All right, next match. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> Actually, because I think it was Pat McAfee going, "What? What, what the hell was that?" <laughs> then you got Cole going, "I don't know," but now do the money in the bank match. <laughs> Jeez. And then they had Corey Graves with those two, and it's like, dude, I'm pretty sure Pat's about to reach over this fucking desk and slap the shit out of Corey Graves here in a That's second. That's who should be on both shows. Get rid of both fucking titles. Get rid of fucking both the women's titles and shit. Make two announcers fucking Pat Cor- McAfee and, and Corey, Corey Graves. Graves. Now it ended with a fist fight between the two of them. <laughs> like, Michael, you could tell Michael Cole has to sit in the middle of them and be like, all right, boys, <laughs> calm her down. Dude. Calm it down. <laughs> Michael, you're Michael Cole and me and Clint are Pat McAfee and Corey Gray. That's true. <laughs> I 
I've been the one that's been around a long time. No <laughs> shit. You two just, well, you know shit too, but you like to argue. <laughs> like, calm it down. <sighs> Do I have a high spot this week? You watch all the fucking wrestling this week and you can't pick out one fucking high spot? Claudio. Oh, yeah. That's my high spot. I'm, that's the only reason I'm pissed that I didn't watch wrestling this week. Because you missed two great Claudio matches? Yeah, I mean, I've been hammering about how great Claudio is for a long time. Clint's been telling me how shitty he is for a very long time. I've been waiting for the chance to prove him wrong, and I missed it, and Clint didn't even come here to talk about it. Seeing <laughs> Shibata was pretty cool, too. Oh. Just because he shows up and beats shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't this time, though. He just ran off Will Ospreay, and then Orange Cassidy put his aviators on him. And you were like, fuck yeah. I was. I was marking out. I got a thumb up. <laughs> then I bought a I bought a Bullet Club Young Bucks re-release shirt. <coughs> of course like, you did. I'm like, oh, I don't have that one. <laughs> <laughs> did, uh, did your shirt show up yet? Like those eight in a row? Not yet. I mean, I got I got my Hangman one and my, I got my Sting one. That's probably the best Hangman shirt I've seen. I think I have all of them. Don't be staring down my shirt. All right. <laughs> looking at my... All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week. Clint may find his way back out of the desert next week. Who knows? Not if I have anything to do with it. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs>